Okay, whoa, whoa, everyone. Before you continue listening, I need everyone to stop. Major, major spoiler alert. I'm going to give everyone five seconds. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to just pause for a quick tribute to Dewey Riley. May he rest in peace. We will miss him. Cam, how you doing? <laughs> good, Adam. How are you? I, I, I'm good. I had no idea how to start this episode. I'm like, what was the most emotional part of this whole thing? So I, I figured the biggest spoiler that we could possibly talk about, let's get it out of the way right away. Yes, Dewey is no longer with us. He is gone. Yeah. Cam, how you doing today, man? Good, man. Good. Um, thanks for having me on again, man. This is this is really fun. I had a lot of fun doing the Batman episode, so we're going to be talking about... Uh, scream which is something that i've always wanted to have a deep dive into uh like just talking about scream so this is really exciting for me so thank you no problem this is funny because i i had the same uh the same dream i love this franchise i don't have a lot of people to talk about it with and mm-hmm. um uh, before we jump in i just wanted to give the, the story of this so right after we did the batman episode uh, i messaged cam and thanked him for coming on this stuff and then uh, a couple days later i messaged him and said if you want to come back like, like i want to try to get a feel of what you like franchises actors all kind of movies all that stuff he sends me this huge like novel of all this <laughs> stuff he loves <laughs> i'm yeah. like okay great so he's got actors he's got actresses he has movies and he has franchises i'm like oh my god and then at the very bottom in franchises was scream i think it was really close to the bottom like this is probably the most relevant thing to talk about. I had just seen the new Scream movie, and I just found out today that you had just seen it as well. Mm-hmm. So that was the one that stood out for me. Cam, just before we start, um, what's your history with, uh, I guess, not just the Scream franchise, but just horror in general? Um, I think horror for me has been a kind of a, an important part of, you know, just my film journey. Um, horror films were kind of introduced to me when I was arguably too young. Um, my, my dad (laughs) kind of showed me, showed me films that he shouldn't have, um, being Halloween being the first one. Um, he just loves the Halloween movies so much. Um, John Carpenter in general, my dad really likes. Um, and then I went from Halloween to, he showed me Christine, um, huge, I'm a huge, uh, car movie nerd as well. So, um, I like Christine was kind of right up my alley and it's still one of my favorite movies. And then I kind of branched off. It started with Carpenter and then like, you know, with the thing and all that stuff. And then it kind of went, went into alien and then all these other massive successful horror films. And then I've uh, scream is definitely on that list and it kind of just accumulated. And I have this really, really passionate love for horror films now. Um, you know, the even like the high concept ones, quote unquote, um, you know, like uh, Hereditary and and all that stuff. I do like those. Um, and even like the guilty pleasure ones like, uh, you know, I appreciate I have some appreciation for the Saw franchise. Not so much anymore, but um, I like how they kind of change things. But the reason why I like Scream so much is you know, this has been said before, they just kind of flip the genre on its head and kind of, you know, parody it in some ways, but not to the point where it's like scary movie, where it's like super kind of ridiculous humor, right? So I've been a horror fan and I kind of find an excuse to watch any sort of horror movie whenever I get a chance. 
in the Saw franchise, Saw 7 is personally my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anything past. I think I saw Saw 2, and I'm like, oh my god. So, like... I totally, I to- I'm with you. Halloween, the original, one of my favorites. I saw it too young. It's the same story. Um, I've seen, I think, all the Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street gets really campy. Like, it's amazing the evolution from the first one that's so genuinely scary and creepy to Freddy's dead. <laughs> yeah, which he, is And he's riding a crazy. broomstick at one point. <laughs> yeah, and then Freddy vs. Jason too. Like, you have, like, so many just craziness and I like how Scream kind of comments on that throughout the throughout the franchise of how crazy horror movies ended up being. Right? It's, it's yeah. They they toe the line perfectly, and it, it like there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why I love the Scream franchise. Again, I I I watched it probably when I was too young. Like I was I would have been four when the first one came out. And I actually read an article that said Scary Movie, which I think the first one was released after Scream 2, I believe, in 1999. I'm not 100% sure on that. But it kind of put a damper on Scream because of how stupid Scary Movie was. And, like, the first one especially directly makes fun of Scream that's Mm -hmm. making fun of horror movies. So it's weird. And Scream always kind of towed that line, like I said. And, um... It still stands up. So you and I both rewatched all these movies and we both saw the new one. Yep. Um, and the thing that fascinates me the most with this franchise, and it baffles me, is in my opinion, I know there are going to be differing opinions, but I think every movie is decent to great. I don't think there's one piece of shit. I don't think there's anything garbage. There's nothing like Halloween 5, Halloween 6, <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan, Freddy's dead, child's play, seed of Chucky, like all these (laughs) franchise, like, like Leatherface, for example, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise is like fucked Mm -hmm. and it's all over the place. And this movie, I mean, I mean, this franchise now has five installments, usually right when horror franchises start getting bad, you can say around three, four, five is when you usually jump the shark. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this franchise doesn't do it for me. They It has its peaks, obviously. So we're going to get into it. So our structure is going to be nice and simple. We're going to talk about each movie uh, individually, Scream through Scream 5 or Scream 2022, whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. then we'll give a ranking at the end. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, so we're going to start with Scream, obviously, the first one, 1996, uh, and I'm going to pass it over to you, Cam, to start. Just give me pros, cons, what you like, if you have questions for me, and we're just going to go back and forth. Keep it nice and simple. Um, so Scream is, like, I, it's, it's just so, it's just so fun to watch, especially now, because I've seen it a whole bunch of times, but I think the first Scream movie that I actually saw was Scream 3, and we can get to that when we hit Scream, Scream 3, of course, but, um, there's just certain parts of Scream that I just, I really love, um, of course, you know, the classic flipping the genre on its head with killing off somebody who was, kind of marketed as like the main character with this drew barrymore that's oh for sure she was huge in the mid 90s yeah and she gets killed off within the first you know five minutes of the film which is which is kind of that was a big risk probably back then to to do that um and i like how wes craven decided to make this based on how he felt about what was happening with horror 
um, in the at that time, um, especially with his uh, with his character Freddy Krueger, because I'm not sure where he left the franchise, but he was kind of not really involved in it for a while, and they he kind of just let New Line run with the character, and then they went crazy with it, and then he didn't he didn't make a new um, nightmare film until Wes Craven's New Nightmare, um, but this film kind of grounds horror in a way that I find almost relatable because you know there's a lot of characters as you know film lovers as you and I we kind of relate to some of these characters Randy being I guess the best one. Oh, for sure 100% um the one thing I'm just looking at my notes the one thing that uh I find really interesting and something that I was kind of you, you kind of I guess throughout the whole movie I was thinking about it it wouldn't leave me throughout the movie is that the actor that plays uh Billy Loomis looks weird like to me at least looks exactly like johnny depp um, and nightmare on elm street yeah and i'm like did west do that on purpose because he looks so much like johnny depp that i'm just like maybe he maybe this is a commentary on on nightmare of like you know the boyfriend who is actually ends up being like a good guy and you know spoilers or whatever but he doesn't and oh, yeah. well, spoiler we're, we're talking all spoilers don't worry about it <laughs> yeah. drew, Barry, drew barrymore gets gutted <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty bad and then home yeah. from a tree um yeah. the but yeah it was it was interesting to see that um but like this movie is another thing is that it's completely 90s like it's it's so 90s it hurts um and <laughs> like the the one part that gets me is like right at the beginning of the movie when you're introduced to billy and he comes into sydney's room and they're playing this like 90s slow version of don't fear the reaper mm-hmm. and i'm just i didn't notice this until this rewatch that i did this week and i'm like this is uh this is an interesting choice um but you know it, it worked definitely in the 90s but not so much in 2022 um another thing that i love about Ghostface is that he's just super calm clumsy like he's not like your other um well he's a real person right he's not like michael myers where he's like you know the He's the, you know, definition of evil, right? Like he's not, he's not borderline inhuman. So he's like chasing Sydney through the house and he's like falling down and really super clumsy. Well, you got to think other... too, most of these killers, uh, sorry to cut you off, Cam, no, are okay. kids. Like they're not, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, I was actually, my wife came in on when I was watching one of them and I'm and she commented on that. I'm like, that's the great part about it is that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're running and they're all over the place and they're falling. I like, uh, like they get kicked down easily. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're human. Carry on. Yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting to see. And just like the self-awareness and some Throughout the franchise, Scream does this really interesting thing where it kind of, and you you kind of mentioned it earlier, where it's it's like a perfect combination of parody and homage, where oh, it doesn't you. where it doesn't kind of get too crazy, right? And the you can tell it's an homage by just like the subtle references. Like the one thing that I noticed this time um, was the Linda Blair cameo. She shows up as a a newscaster. Yes, that's right. Um, and I had never seen that before. And my girlfriend and I were watching it, and I was like, oh my God, that's Linda Blair. She's like, who's Linda Blair? And I was like, oh, she's the girl from The Exorcist, which is one of my top 10 horror movies because it scared me when I was a kid. But the 
but yeah, I just and and this the the reference with uh, Wes himself, he's dressed up as Freddy and he's like the janitor. <laughs> that's like a famous one. But sorry, Fred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just love. What'd that. you call also, me? <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Harry Winkler, who for some reason he he the his character he's like totally overacting, but he somehow pulls it off where it's just like, oh yeah, it's believable. But yeah. Harry Winkler is just like when he goes to the students and he's like, "You two are expelled." I was like, "Oh my god, that's like hilarious!" Like he's just <laughs> he's fantastic. Um, but also like the subtle little jokes that they have in the film too with like Dewey. So like the sheriff is like this hardened cop who's like having a smoke in this one scene, and you see Dewey show up and he's eating like bubblegum ice cream. It's <laughs> just like it's just like so it's fantastic. I just love it. Um, but when it comes to like performance um, choices in the film, I really love some of the choices that they make because there's a scene when, because Randy works at Blockbuster, which is, you know, fitting. Um, and Stu and Billy um, are, there's a scene where they kind of like gang up on him when he's at work. And if you, if you know the ending of the film and you're watching it a second time, that scene is just so interesting, well, right? Because so. it's, it's, it, it just builds tension in a, in a fantastic way. How do um, we know you're not the killer? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just so good. And some of the deaths are just super funny. Like, you got the garage door death with Rose McGowan, and that's just hilarious. Like, unlikely, but um, hilarious that a garage door can lift up, like, 100 pounds. Like, no problem. No, I don't think it can. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but there's, like, these little, there's these little things in the film that just make me laugh. Like, how Ghostface, when he's, like, stalking Sydney, and there's a scene when she's in a grocery store, and you see Ghostface in the reflection of, like, the the freezer or the you know the frozen foods i'm just like so he walks into a grocery store like that and no one recognizes him like it's just it's just so good i had i had a blast watching it again and um another choice that i noticed with uh, matthew lillard who i think is underrated in this in this movie 100 percent, he's fantastic in it he has if you watch the film you notice he doesn't really have any respect for the human body like he just doesn't like personal space he doesn't really care about that. So he'll get into people's face to like grab them. Like there's a scene where he's like, they're, they're, he's like planning to go to the party or whatever. And they're walking down the street and he just picks up Rose McGowan and like throws her over his shoulder. And, mm-hmm. and I think that is a deliberate choice by Matthew Lillard um, to kind of show that he doesn't really care. Um, another big thing that I liked is, you know, because I'm such a big fan of Halloween, I do really like, how at the ending they're using the music cues from Halloween to build tension. I I find that, you know, it's just kind of like a nice reference, especially for, you know, a lover of Halloween, like myself and like your, yourself as well. It's just kind of a nice touch. Um, The one, there's just minor things. Do you have any cons, Cam? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm actually about to get into it. Um, a couple of bugaboos. Um, Oh yes. Bugaboos. bugaboos, (laughs) It's a callback. Um, oh, the 30 year olds playing high school students. That's a classic one. Yeah. Um, typical. The, there's, I'm just looking at my notes. There's, that's pretty much the only big thing I have against the first one. Um, there's not really a, a an issue that I have. Maybe, maybe, uh, Stu's motive. I found his a little cloudy. Like I wasn't really positive on his. Pure I get pressure, Billy's. I think is what he says. Pure yeah. Pressure. Which is, which is kind of a joke. Um, 
I, I think that was written as a joke because Matthew Lillard plays it as like a joke. His timing is really good on it. You know, he's like stouting, he's, you know, bleeding out of his mouth. And he's like, it's peer pressure, man. Like, I, I love that. the phone, dick! <laughs> <laughs> like, and like, it's just the fact that Scream was like, I also, I also think Scream is a, was kind of like one of the last big risks that Hollywood has taken when it comes to Ooh, good point. Um, when it comes to this sort of stuff, because this was kind of the beginning of like, there's not really a lot of horror films from the '90s. There's some, but not like not like this. Like, there's no slasher ones. You've got like I googled this, so I sound smarter. But you've got like Jacob's Ladder. Um, I mean, Misery is technically '90s, but right like at the beginning, yeah, yeah. But like, it's not there's not really a lot of, I guess, you know, slasher films in this. So to have Wes be like, yo, I want to make this. And then the studio's like, okay, let's do it. And to have, and, and I don't know the backstory of what was cut and what he originally wanted to put in, but whatever it, this, this equation that ended up being the first screen really worked, worked really well. And uh, yeah, there's not, I don't really have a lot of problems with this one. I think that if you, if you watch it for what it is and you're aware that it's, um, it's, it's almost a a commentary on, on horror films rather than watching it as like a straight up horror film, I think you would have a lot more fun with it. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Yeah, it definitely gets a pass. And I think that's probably why it's been as successful as it has both commercially and critically for most part um i know scream 3 i think has the lowest critical score of the five of them um you you touched on everything and about the history too uh from what i gather kevin williamson's script was originally which was called scary movie before it was turned to scream um Mm -hmm. it was a hot commodity i think in hollywood it went around and i think they wanted wes craven because it seems like every decade he kind of rejuvenated the horror genre he did it a few times obviously and you mentioned his history with Nightmare on Elm Street. Other than, I think, a story credit on Dream Warriors, the third one, he had nothing to do with Nightmare on Elm Street after the first one until mm. New Nightmare, which kind of paved the way for Scream because New yeah. Nightmare is very self-aware as well. Um, I just have bullet points. I love Scream as well. My cons, for the most part, are nitpicking. Of all the five movies, these have the most nitpicks, which is just kind of looking for stuff. It's not a perfect movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the most amazing horror movie ever made, but because of its genre and how it's able to poke fun at the genre, I think kind of gives it this weird, good, fresh taste, which is why it did so well. Right. Um, so first of all, I give it a B plus. Uh, it could be an A minus depending on the day, but I think solid B plus. Um, uh, pros, the opening scene is flawless with Drew mm-hmm. Barrymore from a fear standpoint and horror like it's brilliant the only thing i don't like about it which doesn't make sense is her boyfriend i'm drawing a blank on his name out tied up on the chair i have like i have no idea how he gets gutted because it's a weird shot where it cuts to drew barrymore she goes to turn the light on and then he just is open i'm Mm -hmm. like is ghost face behind him and i don't anywhere that's nitpicking um the scene is flawless it's terrifying the do you want to play a game the questions the when he catch when he um when he tricks her with friday the 13th like who's the killer in friday the 13th she obviously says jason no you're wrong it was pamela Voorhees in the first one so all that's great her performance is awesome and just to touch on um drew barrymore quickly like 
she was like, I don't know if she was quote unquote America's sweetheart at this point, but to see her die brutally and be scared and crying, like that is just horror. I, I could just imagine seeing it in the theater, especially if you're a Drew Barrymore fan, because they put her right on the poster. She was, I, I don't know what the trailer was like, but I'm sure she was quickly in it. And it's like, yeah, I want to go see the new Drew Barrymore movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she, gets, yeah. she gets gutted. Um, so opening scene is perfection. The final act is is probably the best final act in all the movies. It's it's great. The killer's reveal and all that. I like that it's one location. I think that's awesome. Just from a filmmaking standpoint, it would have been easy. You just set up location. But um, I just think it's all great. Um, the killers are great. Like Other than Scream 3, there's always two killers. And I think Billy and Stu are a good uh, combo. They got good chemistry. Um, it's the best script, hands down, obviously. Um, and I I like, yeah, I like the incorporation of Maureen's backstory and we're going to get to it in scream three a little bit more, but I Mm -hmm. like this underlining thing that's kind of happened and it's kind of aware and it has a lot to do with the movie. And, um, I like the appreciation it has for horror movies, obviously Halloween. We already mentioned it. It's great. They're able to incorporate the great John Williams score from Halloween in this when Dewey's in the house looking around and you hear the, I believe the shape stocks theme from Halloween. Like it's, you can't like, it's perfect. I think Wes Craven was, uh, inspired by John Carpenter too for, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's obvious, but, um, so that would have been fun for him. And then it's just paced perfect. Like the length is great. It doesn't overstay. It's welcome. Uh, the only issue I have, and this segues to my cons, the second act a little bit gets a little bit weird in the daytime. I I remember reading they had to add Henry Winkler's death because I think they realized they didn't have a death for a very long time because you have the opening scene and then you really have nothing until the house. Oh, yeah. So they had to work that in and it seemed a little forced to me. And there's just a few scenes I hate. I, I know it's goofy. I hate that the ghost face is in the grocery store. I think that's so goofy. And when he's behind the bushes watching, and there's all these theories that it's Roman. (laughs) It's not even them. I'm like, come on. No, no, no. That's bullshit. Yeah, that it's the brother from the third. Yeah. So second act is a little not perfect, I guess. It's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Tatum's uh, doggy door kill, like I already mentioned, is a little bit weak. The kills, honestly, in this besides the first one, aren't really that great like it's the movie's good but in regards to a kill standpoint it it doesn't like really stand out um Mm -hmm. and i would have liked a little bit more with cotton i know you just get the one shot of him uh, getting uh, put into the police car he's the guy that um apparently is the one who killed marine and then it's revealed Mm -hmm. at the end that it's not obviously i just because of where they go with the character of cotton in two and three i would have liked maybe a little bit more but again it's nitpicking and I have a question for you that I'm just curious because um, there's two attacks on Sydney in the bathroom and uh, at her house. And Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if their whole plan was to get to this house at the end for the big third act reveal, were they intending on killing her? Because what if they did? What if if they successfully stabbed her in the first act? The whole movie's over. (laughs) Yeah, no, at that point, it's just done, yeah. It's weird. I'm like, it's a good scene, and, like, I love that... Like, this is why the script's so good. You have lines like, Cindy's on the phone. Well, you get some big-breasted girl who's too dumb, and instead of uh, running out the front door, she runs up the stairs. And that's totally a a horror trope, 100%. What does she do? She runs up the stairs. (laughs) I'm like, that's that's, that's brilliant. So that's kind of me... with scream one do you have anything else uh, do you have a letter grade for it 
Um, I actually give Scream an A. You gave it a, oh, what, a okay. B. Uh, B plus uh, and on a on a good day an A minus for sure. Uh, yeah, it, I agree with that. And that's like I, that's a really good grade. <laughs> I didn't want to give it an A plus because I didn't want to seem too you know like a, like a keener on it. But yeah, I I just really like the first one and it's funny like my story with Scream is so funny because like I said I watched the third one first and then I watched. That's this. interesting. We're gonna turn around. We're gonna come back yeah. to that at Scream three and and I watch one and I'm like oh this one's just so much better. Why didn't I start with this one? Yeah, right. Oh, and, for sure. It, but that's and, like anything. It'd be like watching Halloween four first and being like, "Oh, okay, let me introduce you to the first one." It's like, "Oh, yeah. this is so much better." Yeah, it's it's just yeah. I but I like how you said because I actually made a note of it with the part with Sydney on the phone, you know, going up the stairs. Um, and yeah, she the doors the front door is locked. And yeah. she can't get it unlocked, so she runs upstairs. Well, when I saw just, that scene, I thought that was fantastic. Just quickly before we carry on, I don't have like a ranking for like final girls. I don't even know if that term's appropriate anymore these days. Whatever. No, I don't. But I don't. in re- in regards to like your 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 female or male male protagonist, um, Sydney has always been my favorite, and I like that because there's so many cliche horror tropes that you have the dumb girl. And all that they're having sex and they die, and then you have that one final girl that makes and she outsmarts the killer in the end and all that. Like, whatever, that's fine. But yeah. like Laurie Strode doesn't really do much um, in the first Halloween. She's fine, um, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy's pretty good in in Nightmare on Elm Street, but for the most yeah. part, they don't really get in the action. They just do a, a lot of running and eventually get the upper hand. Sydney's a badass. She is in yeah. every movie, and maybe not yeah. so much in the final one because she's not in it a lot, but. She's a badass in all of them. I love her for it. She's a really good female lead. She's strong. She's got flaws. And she goes through an amazing journey in all these movies. A lot of turmoil. A lot of death. And I just wanted to throw that out there. I think Cindy Prescott's one of the best. She's right there with Ripley and um, Sarah Connor for sure. Oh, yeah. I agree with you 100%. And yeah. I think that... And she's Canadian. Mo- yeah, which makes <laughs> things a little bit better. Yeah, The... It's it's interesting because I find that most, you know, I guess we're if we're going to use that term, quote unquote, final girl, the, the thing is, is that most of their character arc revolves around them being weak and helpless at the beginning and then becoming strong and fierce at the end. And I find that Sydney is just... Like oh, she, unique she punches Gale. The, yeah, yeah she's like just... she's totally tough. She stands her ground with Gale, too. Obviously, she ends up being wrong when she's like, caught and murdered my mother. Regardless of her being right or wrong, she's tough. She's standing up for herself. And then she gets away from the killer twice before um, when, you know, most horror movies, there would be a, a, someone gets killed. She's totally yeah. tough. And she's not this, like, she's, she... She grows in the movie, which again, she's not quote unquote a Mary Sue, which I don't think we're allowed to say either anymore either. <laughs> whatever, watch it, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna get canceled, but whatever, I don't care. Um, she's just again, I am glorifying her. I think she's awesome, and I think it's just good to see in this movie because you have Dewey, uh, who I love, and we'll talk about him more. He's yeah. dopey. He's not as mm-hmm. smart. He's kind of just bumbling along, but we love him. We love Dewey. Um, yeah. but Sydney's just a rock. I love it. Let's go to Scream 2. Let's do it. You lead the way. I like you leading the way, Cam, so you start us off. So this was released one year later, and this could have been a recipe for a disaster because, mm-hmm. as we know, with rushed productions and, like, the next sequel, could have been bad, but it wasn't, apparently. It wasn't. No, Scream 2. I, I 
I enjoy Scream 2. I think I have more problems with Scream 2, however, than I do with Scream 1. And I think, I, I, I don't think I'm alone in that. There's a couple of scenes in it where I'm just like, I don't really like that. Um, the I love the opening, though. I think that's so cool. Like how, because that's the thing about the, uh, the sequel, and they mention this in the movie, is that it needs to one-up the original right yeah. it needs to it needs to one up the first one and how uh jada Pink, pinkett she just gets murdered uh at the premiere of stab right scene doesn't is... age well in rewatching it with uh, shit no. that's happened since like it's good it's a great scene yeah, but yeah just, no, i agree with you i would love to be in a theater by that but not with the killing like i want like a star <laughs> wars or like rocky yeah. experience in a theater with people jumping and like that would have been a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I would have hate, hated that because I do not like it when people talk too much during a movie. Um, and I just think that that was kind of like, okay, this is what the sequel is going to do. It's going to be, it's kind of like a good way to start the sequel. And it does because a lot of the deaths in this one are pretty crazy. Um, mm-hmm. There's the one death with the FBI agent with the car crash and he just oh, gets yeah. impaled by those, those poles. Wasn't expecting that um scream 2 is definitely the one i've only seen maybe a handful of times so this one was kind of almost a fresh one for me so um also sarah michelle geller is in this one which is fantastic um you know i'm a big fan of buffy and she was probably height buffy at this point yeah maybe not and she just gets thrown off the house (laughs) and it's just like okay <laughs> like she died I mean, twice this year she also was in i know what you did last summer also written oh, by yeah, kevin williamson right yeah. yeah that's funny um like there's there's things that i really liked but i think that uh there's some things that i had some issues with and i'll get into that um i didn't really like the boyfriend sydney's boyfriend i felt Ooh. like uh, i felt like he i felt like he wasn't written well maybe I don't know, maybe you can change my mind, but I just was uninterested. The scene with him, or maybe I just have a crush on Sydney, and I didn't like her having a boyfriend. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> yeah, but I just, the singing in the cafeteria, I get it. It You know, even um, Timothy Oliphant, if I'm saying his name right, um, yeah. he mentions that it's a reference to Top Gun, which I get, but like, I didn't really like it. Um, I found it a little uncomfortable for me. Um, the... The fact that they're with it when it comes to the stab movies, they actually are casting legit actors. Um, <laughs> the scene, the scene where it's like this, they're watching the scene and it's Luke Wilson and Tori Spelling. Um, and it's like almost exactly the scene that they have in the first one. I really like that. Um, I thought that was really funny. The one thing that I shouldn't have gotten a kick out of, but I did like just, I thought it was humorous was like the drama teacher um that sydney has he's kind of toxic and he was like he was like you know you've been through a lot sydney and you should use that in your performance use it use it (laughs) yeah i'm just like that's a terrible thing to say i mean as an acting coach sure like that's what acting coaches do like use your previous life experience in this role but like she her her friends died in front of her and she saw her boyfriend stab one of her other friends and all this other stuff. And her drama teacher's like, just use it. Just use it, man. It'll work. I think you'll be a fantastic actress if you just use that stuff. <laughs> um, and I don't... Um, and the play, the play too, I didn't really understand because I did some research on it because I wanted to figure out if the play they were doing was actually real. 
Um, and it is real. Um, from what I gathered, it's um, Agamemnon. I think that's the play that they're doing because I think Agamemnon is like a, a series of three plays. Plays, pardon me. And it's doing, and they're doing one of them. And she plays the Cassandra character. But I was hoping there would be some type of relation to to the actual current situation that she was in with Cassandra and um, Sydney. Like there was some type of you know similarity between the two. Um, but I didn't find it. Um, you can, if you, if you know what I'm talking about, I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't find the connection and that kind of bothered me because I, it was set up like there would be a connection. And yeah. then what I found was that it, it was just for the set piece at the end where they have the big standoff on the stage. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Um, but I, I weirdly, I shouldn't like this, but I do Billy's mom. I was, oh, this I will be up for debate. I think. Yeah, I kind of dug that um, because, like, Timothy um, Oliphant's. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name last name right. I have no idea. Um, I his his thing. I got defensive when he said, "Oh, I'm just going to blame the movies because I hate that. I hate it when people blame movies for violence. It just gets yeah. under my skin." And um, and I'm just like, "Oh man, I hope he dies." Um, and then uh, Billy's mom comes around and she, she, her, her motive is just straight up revenge, which I get, you know, she, Sydney's mom pretty much ruined her entire family and then killed, killed her son. Right. So that's, yep. I, I, I think that was a kind of a, a cool choice. You and I are going to differ with, with what I'm about to say. I don't Ooh. like cotton. Oh, I do not like cotton. yes. Debate. Can, yeah, and we can talk about that. And that's my big bugaboo that I was mentioning to you about your episode with your your rewrite with Scream 3. Oh! Which we okay. can talk well, about in a minute. Yeah. But um, also, like, the classic the classic ending, um, Timothy's character just jumps up and then at the ending, and then they just bombard him with bullets. That's kind of an interesting... <laughs> like, I mean, that's what always happens. Throughout the entire movie, it always ends with... At the ending of the movie, it always ends with somebody just getting shot yeah um and i think that uh i think i think that cotton is he he shouldn't be the reason why i don't like cotton so much is because he's kind of a jerk um of course and he and he pulls sid sydney aside and they're kind of doing this thing where they're they're making you think that he's the killer um where he you know pulls sydney aside and is like hey like i really want my 15 minutes or whatever yeah, and it's totally Sydney's a red being, herring yeah, and then yeah. Sydney is being held hostage, and she's like, "Oh, that interview is looking real good right now, doesn't it?" And I'm just like, "I don't like you, I don't like you at all." And um, the fact that he gets what he wants at the ending really bothers me. Interesting. Yeah, okay. because yes, he's you know he was incorrectly you know uh, prosecuted and stuff for. I would be angry death. too. Uh, yes, <laughs> I would be angry as well. However. I just feel like he went about it the wrong way, maybe. For sure. Um, um, and yeah, that's 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 what I gotta say about about Scream Two. Um, I'm just looking at my notes to see if I missed something. Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> I actually was pretty generous according to my notes about the the rating that I gave it. So um, you, what, what's your letter grade? I have more issues with this film than I wrote positive things oh. um 
Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, no, there's one thing. Sorry, I almost forgot. The scene with that FBI agent getting killed in the car accident. Yeah. That was a really neat scene. I really liked the tension building there when they were trying to get oh, through without uh, Ghostface, um, you know, waking up. I really, I really, really liked that moment. Um, the one thing that I had with that issue was the fact that um, they just didn't pull off the mask. I'm like, they had ample opportunity to pull the mask off and they didn't. Um, and I get it. You can't build tension that way as, as from a filmmaking perspective, um, because it just kills the tension. You immediately know who yeah. the killer There's is. There's plot and... conveniences in all these movies. Yeah. All horror and movies. that's forgivable. They all have them. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's just forgivable. That's me being nitpicky. Um, but yeah, overall, like, like I said, I don't like Scream 2 as much as I like Scream 1, obviously. I gave it a B, um, mm. which which it's because I I didn't feel anything when Sydney's boyfriend died. I didn't feel anything for him. And maybe it was just me because I did watch it at like 11 o'clock at night and I was really tired. <laughs> I watched but it at like, 3 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I just felt like he just didn't do anything for me. And of course, I'm... You know, I'm open-minded. If you if you have a, a rebuttal to that, I'd love to hear it. Um, however, I might not like Cotton, but I do like Liev Schreiber's or Schreiber's. Is it Burr's or Ver's? I don't know. He uh, <laughs> Ray his, Donovan. I I like <laughs> yeah Ray Donovan. I like him as an actor. Um, I like him a lot, and I really enjoy his performance as Cotton because he made me hate him. Okay, right? then I don't so. I don't think we're gonna disagree because. Are you done? Sorry, before I, before I go on a tangent. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, you give it a B. I give it a B minus. Um, oh, okay. It's definitely not better than um, the, the first one. So, um, okay. So that, there's a lot to digest here. So number one, I agree with you. Cotton isn't supposed to be totally likable. His performance is good and his place in the movie is great because it gives it a breath of fresh air it gives us something different because my one con with scream 2 is it does follow a lot of the same formula of scream Mm -hmm. 1 which is fine it's nice to play it safe but it gives us a it throws a wrench a little bit in that formula and i i like it his performance is great um so quickly just to run through and then we can talk about that and derek as well because derek's not necessarily something uh, like a character i love but i also don't not like him Mm -hmm. so characters are still great Dewey, Gale, Sydney, they all have stuff to do. I like them all again. They're kind of neutral in all these movies for the most part, but we'll get to something later. Um, I love Mickey. I love his performance. It's crazy, wacky. I, I, Although I don't agree with his motive, I'm with you. I don't think you should blame movies and music for acts of real violence in society. I think that for the most part is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that that is his motive because it contrasts the first one. Well, I'm like, okay, so we got something different, which is good. Um, I love the university setting. I think it's great. It's a little bit more, you know, upscale than obviously the high school setting. Um, the final act is fine. I don't love it or I don't hate it. It's not as good as the first one. It's, it's, it's whatever. And I like in pretty much all these movies, I like the sequel approach, just like in the third one, I like the trilogy approach and the remake and the requel, which we'll get to, which was really good. But mm-hmm. I like, you know, they talk about it in class, about sequels are never better than the original and all that stuff. Even though, I'll get to a con, Randy, I don't know why they purposely did this, but he screws up the Aliens line. And I don't know why he does, because he should know the correct line. So, mm. Joshua Jackson's character says, Aliens is great, get away from her, you bitch. And Randy replies, I believe the line is, stay away from her, you bitch. This is film class, isn't it? And I'm like... <laughs> 
Randy would know the correct line, and I want to know why Wes did that. I don't know why if there was if there was a reason for it, but Randy would know yeah. the real line. Anyways, I agree with my, that. Yeah. minor nitpick. Um, mm-hmm. And sorry, last pro Dewey and Gale's love story is great. It's not huge and overblown. It's just subtle. They eventually have a moment of passion, and then it's broken up quickly. Um, and I just like, again, they have something to do. They're not completely useless. Obviously, Sydney's our main protagonist, but they have something to do. Dewey and Gail are at odds with each other. They're disagreeing again, arguing about the book and all that. It's great. So switching over to con, uh, cons, I like Randy. I don't buy his death. I don't think he would be that stupid. I think he knows no. enough about horror movies that he would stay in a public spot. Like he still is technically public, but he goes off. He should have just stayed right in the middle of the open space. I, I, I don't buy it a little bit. Um, again, it's not a total con. It's a little bit of a nitpick, but I just don't buy that he would do that. I like the exchange back and forth. Like his yeah. line of, oh, what's your favorite scary movie? Showgirls. Absolutely terrible. Like, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a good um, moment. Um, I'm lukewarm on the uh, Billy's mother twist. Mm. I don't hate her performance. I don't love her performance. Like Aunt Jackie yeah. from Roseanne. Like, she's fine. Again, yeah. a straight revenge motive. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't really safe. know. I'd have to sit on a little bit more. I don't love it. And I don't hate it. It's somewhere. I, I can't quite put it in con. I can't quite put it in pro. But um, like, it's fine. It makes sense. It, it's not completely out of left field. Um, I'm with you with the cafeteria scene. I understand what Wes was doing. It's just really out there. Um, but mm-hmm. he's pledging his love to her. He's trying to prove to her that he's not. Again, I, I like that storyline with him. I don't not like the character of Derek because it's, again, a contrast to Billy. Sydney has all these reservations about trusting someone and loving another man. And it turns out that he is a really nice guy. And I got a. No, I didn't cry. But when he says to her after he gets shot that I would never hurt you, I forget. I might be paraphrasing, but he says, I would have never hurt you. And then she yeah. dies and she has this moment of regret. I'm like, I felt a little bit something there. Like this guy, because you have the great moment with uh, Mickey where, he, where he's pretending that they were, they were partners. Like um, it's good. And Sydney doesn't know she's, she's conflicted. So I mm-hmm. thought that was good. Again, Derek's not an amazing character, but it's fine. And he's, and again, a little bit of a red herring too, because he, is he the killer again? I don't, so it works. These movies are very good at who's the killer, who's not the killer. I, I, Billy is kind of obvious in the first one, but they give him an alibi, so it kind of works. But um, uh, Dewey basically gets stabbed again at the end. It's just kind of like he just, <laughs> yeah. gets thrown into the window, and then I'm like, okay, they don't really know what to do with Dewey at the end of these movies. Yeah. Um, but Ga- the addition of Gail being in the third act again I think is great. She's a strong character too. She's involved. Um, mm-hmm. And the opening, uh, it's... It, it's my of the five movies. It's my fourth favorite. It's near the bottom. Um, I don't love it, and again, I don't hate it. It's just kind of mm-hmm. it's pretty long, um, and that gets me to my last con. This movie seems a little too long. It's the longest runtime. It's just yeah. over two hours. I think yeah. you could have trimmed ten minutes off this movie, and just by cutting the cafeteria scene, I don't like the rehearsal scene. I think that the movie kind of stops a little bit. You have the scene of him. I understand what they're doing again. And then it has the whole sequence when she sees Ghostface and all. I'm like, this just, I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't love it. Like, it, it's fine. No. I get it. But um, I think you could have trimmed 10 minutes off this movie. And we'll we'll end with Cotton on Scream 2. So, like I said before, and we can go back and forth here. I, I won't talk the whole time. Um, I love his performance. I love his addition in the story because he's a vital part. 
Um, I would 100% be angry at this woman too. For the most part, again, you have to have a little bit of sympathy saying she was given a lot of evidence that it was him. Um, I don't really know the details in the book and all that. They don't really get into it, but it makes sense. It was an obvious choice. Um, but I like his addition in the story. I like his scenes. He's like I said, he's a total red herring. Um, and the ending, he, I would have altered it a little bit because they really make a. It gets a little cheesy at the end when she's like, "He's the real hero," and they go and interview him. I'm like, okay, if you wanted to pull that line at the end, he needed to do a little bit more. Have him fight or do something. He just shows up with a gun and aims. But I mean, it is kind of a nice moment where they kind of are on the same, you know, they find common ground. Um, again, it's cheesy with the interview and he's looking for his 60 minutes. I, I get it. But he wants to get his story out there. So I understand why he wants to do that. And him doing an interview with Sydney live would be the way to do it. And that's total what people want to see. They want to see the two people interviewed. It'd be great. It'd be huge. And I, I forget how much money they were going to make, but it would have been a big payday. So he's totally a shady character and they have to play him up that way. But I like his addition in the in the in the story, so I think it works, um, especially with the whole marine stuff, which they step away with a little bit in this one. It's they get more into it, obviously, in Scream Three. But he's kind of that through line where he's still here, and that 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 uh, backstory is still very vital. What do you got? <laughs> I just yeah, <laughs> you did spend a lot of that time talking there, Adam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the I just. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I <laughs> We can agree you make, to disagree. It's okay. Yeah, no, no. You you make some great points. You absolutely do. I, I just, it's just, I don't like it. And, and call me old-fashioned, but I don't like it when a bad person doesn't get their comeuppets. And he kind of does get his comeuppets. But he, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, at the end of that film, I actually agree with you. I feel like I'd like him more if he did something more heroic i guess yeah. for lack of a better word i mean if he, he didn't actually kill the killer but it's just kind of yeah. a standoff that's all it is yeah if if he like you know if there wasn't that weird hostage scene hostage scene where you know he's like you know i'll um you know i'll kill her. i'll shoot i'll shoot billy's mom if you tell me if you tell me you'll do the interview with me it's just like no, like as as a normal human being, if I I would like to think that if I see another human being in danger, I would step in and help them, regardless of if there's personal gain involved, yeah. right? Like, I, I I at the same time, it's like one of those things where I see where he's coming from, but I probably would have gone the other way because I feel like if he would have just, I guess, saved Sydney, she would have been like, okay. But you know, let me jump in her. here just quickly. I I don't know if this will help my case or not, but I think it is, it's interesting for anyone that might not know or whatever. He's never going to shoot Sydney. Cause she no. said, uh, Billy's mom says, let me kill her. Let me kill her. Um, so yeah. I like that. It's not like he's, he's debating on which one of them to shoot. I know they play it up at the end where you don't know which one was shot, but yeah. I don't believe cotton was ever there to kill Sydney. Because they, yeah. they added that line purpose. Let me kill her. Let me get away with it. And then you can have your story. I like that because she's giving him an opportunity that, mm. you know, to let her die. She gets away and then Cotton can be the sole survivor, the star. And yeah, he yeah. chooses not to. So that's why I forgive the scene. Again, I would have altered right. it a little bit. But mm -hmm. it's not some cheesy where, who am I going to kill? Who am I going to kill? Who am I going to kill? I don't think he's there. to. Yeah. He's, he's not going to kill. Well, he just no, no. Object. I... 
Yeah, I didn't mean that it like that because I didn't get that vibe either. Maybe okay. I should have explained myself a little no, bit. That's better, fine. But I, I, I think that he, yeah, I, I think he would have the the possibility of him letting Billy kill Billy's mom. Sorry, kill Sydney is a choice that it's not a heroic choice, and I don't find him, um, you know, as a good guy when he's he's like, no, I might let her kill you. I might let her kill you. um you know like and and that's just something that that's just not something that i personally like to see in films call me like old-fashioned no that's totally fair i'm with you i don't like it either yeah yeah Yeah. but no that's that's pretty much it i think i think yeah oh can we before we move on to scream three can we talk about gail and dewey yeah because by the end of the franchise i am so exhausted with them like (laughs) i am like Oh, this on and off again thing is really a bummer for me. And like, it's interesting because they were actually married in real life. So yeah. having them have this, you know, on screen relationship, even though they were, I think, was it four? They had been divorced already. Yeah, they were um, separated when they filmed Scream 4. So basically what I gathered is they met on Scream 1. They were yeah. sleeping together and dating on Scream 2. They were married yep. and came back after they were married and did Scream 3. Separated yeah. Scream 4 and then remarried, moved on by yeah. Scream 5. And, and it's interesting to have that kind of, especially if you watch Scream 4, you can see them. You oh, know, yeah. You can see how they kind they of seem civil. They seem civil, yeah. but you can tell. This yeah, is actually, but, a, this is, sorry, this is a continue, but this is a good segue to Scream 3 because I agree with you. Carry on. Yeah. I think that, um, I just think that the on again, off again thing is kind of, I really liked it in Scream 1. They kind of have this nice little, um. Just a spark. You know, it's flirty. Just a spark yeah, just a, a spark is yeah. a good word. Yeah, I like that. And then in Scream 2, they're kind of just like, are we going to do it? And it's almost <laughs> like, and it's almost like, uh, like Ross and Rachel. Oh my god! Is, yeah, <laughs> that's, um, that's that's a perfect comparison. Yeah, it's you know friends because she's Monica. Yeah. But um, yeah, I th- I just wanted to mention before we move on to Scream Three, I just wanted to mention that because it would really it would be like built up in my brain if I didn't say anything about. Dewey yeah, and no, Gale, and that's so. honestly again uh, this okay. We're, we'll continue to talk about this into Scream Three because I got a lot mm-hmm. to say about Scream Three. Yeah, and 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 so um, you listened to my. Adam does, Dodd does the sequel for Scream right. 3, because as much as I love it, I have a lot of problems with it, and I would have changed a lot. But I, do too. I agree with you, and this this is not just for Dewey and Gale, but it works, obviously, with it, is my biggest frustration up until Scream 5, when we did, unfortunately, lose Dewey, the big three being in all these movies is ridiculous. Like, they needed, mm-hmm. someone needed to die. I obviously wasn't going to be Sydney, So that's mm-hmm. why I made the choice to kill Gale in my Scream 3 because it adds weight. It gives motivation for the other characters to get involved again. And I'm with you because by Scream 3, they're just arguing again the whole movie. And mm-hmm. um, they obviously he proposes at the end and it's cute and all that, whatever. But it, it falls under the same thing where it's like you just have the same thing because they're never together. They, they get together at the end of Scream 2. They make out for a little bit. Then Dewey gets stabbed. And then <laughs> yeah. Scream 3, they're arguing until they find common ground. Then he proposes. Then Scream 4, they're together for the first time, but they're they're separated in real life. So they're, yeah. they barely do anything together. They have a few scenes in it. And then Scream mm-hmm. 5, obviously, they have one scene together. So I'm with you. That's why yeah. I made the decision that I think one of them needed to go. 
And um, I'll talk more about the stuff in Scream 5 because I disagree slightly with the decision they made. But Mm -hmm. in regards to Dewey Gale, I totally buy it. I liked it in Scream 2, and then Scream 3, it gets a little redundant, I guess is is the right word. So, sorry, just before. So, Scream 2, you were B. I was B B minus. Let's, before we both go into pros and cons, cons. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm just so curious what do, before you get into it what do you give scream three i give scream th- like uh like the right not like not the, yeah, the regular one not mine's not real <laughs> <laughs> yours is absolutely absolute trash yeah <laughs> um no the i give scream three a c c plus Ooh. okay c plus. okay that's great that's awesome i give it a c plus too that's awesome yeah um so um, before we get into the actual movie i just want to know you're quick i don't want to spend too much time on it Cole's notes of my version of it. I know you already mm-hmm. gave me the, the bugaboo and, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And again, it's a treatment. Like I said in the thing, nuance, all this specific stuff I didn't give. Obviously, you have to polish the script. But my big thing I wanted to highlight, because a lot of people don't know, and I, I wanted to, is that Scream 3 suffered a huge problem with what happened with Columbine. A lot of people Absolutely. don't know that, and it affected yeah. the quality of the movie. And I just so that's why I did the whole spiel at the beginning. Um, did you, was there anything that you liked and was there anything that you didn't like in that? Just quickly, don't don't be long. Yeah. Ultimately, I, I liked how you killed off Gail. Um, because like you said, it added weight to it and it kind of gives Dewey a purpose. Yes. Um, Thank you. I love, I agree with that a hundred percent. However, I, I just don't like how Cotton was like one of the main characters in your. Well, in I, I wouldn't have considered him a like. main character. I would have given him yeah. three, four, five. He would have been like Randy in Scream Two. Oh, okay. He's got the I one see. scene with Sydney. You get, you kind of yeah. get to see where he's at. He's, he's got everything he wanted, and then mm-hmm. he dies, and yeah, then because yeah. of what happened. So yeah, he wouldn't have been a main character. Uh, yeah, I, I just you know my I don't like Cotton. That's fine. So, uh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense with how you. That was the only. Yeah. That was the only bugaboo I had with it, man. I think you did a great job. Um, interesting. Uh, what was another part that I liked about it? Yeah, Gail dying was really cool. Um, yeah, because you you pretty much kept the the same ending, right? Like yeah, ending I, I got. Much the same. You'll see when I get to my cons. I basically just got rid of most of my cons from Scream Three. And I kept, because again, it's really, and Andrew's mentioned this when he's done it before. It's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. It's easy to look back and say, I would have changed this. this, this." I mean, like I'm keeping the stuff I like. Like, it's not real. It's not a real idea. I'm literally plagiarizing half the movie. (laughs) But um, it's just, again, it's just, I like his little segment he does because it just, it kind of, you know, if you can talk the talk, you know, walk the walk. Like, if you didn't like something, how would you have done it differently? So that's why. Uh, I, I went the direction I did because I like the setting in Hollywood. I like leaving Woodsboro, I, but I like the yeah. call ba- and all that stuff. So I don't want to talk too much more about that. I just, I'm glad you listened to it. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about Scream 3 because I am a defender of this movie. Oh, you are? Well, see, I give it an objective grade. I do know it has flaws and objectively, I can't disagree yeah. with anyone that says it's the worst in the franchise because nine times out of ten, people will say it's the worst out of the franchise and I totally understand you are totally valid but i think there's a little bit of misunderstanding with the movie i think there's a there's some really good stuff in it and we'll talk about the twist because i'm just excited because i I think it's great um so why don't you go first i just want to because i want to take a break here because i've been talking a lot and then (laughs) i got a lot i got a lot to follow up so scream 3 like i said is the one that i watched the most and i think you said that this one's important to me because I, if I remember this story, I might be misremembering it, but um, I think the way that it worked is my mom finally let me rent a horror movie. 
when I was a kid. And um, and then it was like, yeah, it's like, okay, Scream 3. Because I had watched a whole bunch of horror movies, like I mentioned earlier. But, uh, you know, my mom, whenever I'd go to like Blockbuster or something, or actually it was Video 99 where I was, where I grew up. It wasn't Blockbuster. Um, it was a small little video store. They, I walked in there and I was like, oh, I want to get a horror movie. Is that okay? And she's like, okay, fine. This one time you can get a, 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 a scary movie. Um, and I'm like, okay. So I go and I grab Scream 3 and I watched it over and over and over again. Wow. Um, because I was so happy that I was able to uh, watch a horror movie. <laughs> that was too, that was a huge mistake because um, my my kryptonite is um, old ladies I'm old spooky ladies. <laughs> so you can you probably know where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. The the scenes with the scenes with Sydney's mom scared the shit out yeah. of me. I was very spooked out by that and I still am like this like you know if we t- if we go to talk about like insidious that spooky woman in the dress really freaks me out. Yeah. I I don't like it. I don't like it. Um but that's just my biggest thing. Um and when I was a kid, of course, I obviously love this film, right? I'm like, this is the best horror movie I've ever seen. But as an adult, there's some things that I kind of understand now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the biggest thing would be, uh, like, the first thing you notice is, like, Cotton's, like, a big superstar now. He has his own talk show. But I'm getting this vibe that it's not, like, uh, you know, like a normal talk show. It, it's like a Jerry Springer almost mm-hmm. or like a, a, a Maury Povich sort yeah. of show. So he's not really at the top of his of of, you know, the of his game. Yeah. And one of my notes is Patrick Dempsey. Ooh, la, la, that's funny. Um, but <laughs> the, dreamy, baby. Yeah. So dreamy. Um, but yeah, I, I think that when I was a kid, like I, I didn't really appreciate the references they were making when I was a kid, like Carrie Fisher would go over my head like yeah. i didn't know who she was um jay and silent bob the, yeah jay and silent bob <laughs> oh my God. which I, I actually made a note of i just yeah that that part was really funny i do like you said i do really like how they went away from woodsboro and went to hollywood um i like how pretty much the entire film revolves around stab three um one of my favorite moments in the film is when it's actually jenny mccarthy which i didn't know it was her until the end of the movie when i saw the credits um and she says um i'm only in two scenes and i die in the second one and she's literally talking about herself she's only in two scenes and then she dies in the second one in the in the movie that we're currently watching which i think is just i thought that was genius i thought that was really cool self-awareness um what other things that i really like about it um Oh, actually, the one thing I was confused about, maybe you could shine a light on it, is I was unsure about Randy's video about the trilogy. Yeah. It, it, for me, it, it didn't really make much sense. Why um, is that? I just, oh, I just, I think it was because I'm like, well, how would he know? He's like, I guess he would know because he's dead. But I just couldn't wrap my head around well, it. Well, no, obviously he, obviously he recorded it before he died. Yeah, yeah, um, obviously, yeah. But, but no, I think he's so self-aware of these movies and what's going on that one day, because you hear him, he's at his, his dorm room at the university. It could have been recorded during the events of Scream 2. That's what I assumed, that once mm. the killer came back, because he says, if I don't survive these, uh, whatever the name of the university is, I think he says that. He was probably, mm. that could have been filmed the day or two before he died. 
Yeah, that's true. So I, in I, my I, opinion, I like it. it. It works for me. It works yeah. in the continuity, and it's great to see Randy again because he's the one. And I love the advice he gives about trilogies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Anyways, think, carry on. I the other thing is that there's one line that actually made me cringe so much. I think I cracked a rib. Um, which was the "What's your favorite scary movie?" My life. Um, that was bad. You know, she, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, ugh, ugh. but it was, but it's fine. It's forgivable. Um, the one scene that actually made me laugh out loud, cause I, I am kind of simple minded. I do like slapstick is when Dewey electrocutes himself. <laughs> like, do you remember that? Stand scene back. Where he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what does he plug into the, I, he, the there, there, there just happens to be, I think either he has it on him or there just happens to be something. I look like the thing for like your nails. Or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like tweezers or something. Yeah. And he's like, stand back. And he plugs it in, and then he just goes, and the, like, it's just so. The cringy so dialogue, it, it was probably recorded after, is when it's in the room with Roman, and you hear them outside. Well, we gotta find a door. Let's go. Found one. Like, it's so bad. Like, it's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do we? <I> do we? <laughs> But, oh, another thing, too, is that I really liked how, like, Ghostface can change his voice now. I thought that was cool. I liked that. I was I cool. that was People really complain cool. about it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. The other thing that I have an issue with, though, is that um, Dewey and... I, I originally was going to make this note about it, but then I erased it because they do mention it. Is, like, they're falling for the voices. Like, the characters, yep. when they're running through the mansion, they're, like, they're they're easily tricked by that voice, and they just go towards the voice. But then there's that one moment where they're on the phone, and then Dewey's like, how do you know, how do I know this is you? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Dewey's smartened up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, the other thing, too, and you're, you're we're probably going to agree on this, is, um, is the ending. I don't Ooh. really wait sorry not the, the, the actual ending scene the last scene. ending scene the last uh, well, scene. not we, the twist okay like we may twist. we may disagree a little bit but carry on yeah. are you talking about just I, dewey and gail yes oh okay that's i mean yeah. i i'm I, i'm not married to it <laughs> no <Yeah>. pun intended <laughs> um but the uh, i just i do really like the twist and like you mentioned before oh. that's probably my favorite part I was like, oh, 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 because that's the thing is like these movies are also like whodunits. So you're yep. trying throughout the movie, you're trying to navigate who might be the killer. And they usually tell you like in Scream 1, um, you know, Randy is like, well, what if you're the kid? Like, you know, he thinks that Billy's the killer and he ends up being the killer. Um, and then you have Scream 2 where Randy is talking to the killer and he says something about it. And he pretty much just says that. He pretty much just te- says the Mickey, the freaky the... Tarantino film student. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And he pretty much points at him and goes, this is the killer. And in Scream 3, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't really think they do that. Not um, I think really. The, I think the, the twist kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, which Oh, oh God, yeah, it, it does. Yeah. It does. And I, I really liked that because, like I said, while I was watching, I hadn't seen Scream 3 in probably a few years. And while I was rewatching it this week, I was like, oh, yeah, that's how it ends. Right. And then I had to kind of go back and listen to Randy, uh, not Randy, um, Roman's Roman's uh, monologue so I could get a better understanding of where his motive was coming from. And I remember how in your in your little episode, you did like a. Oh, I (laughs) I just stole it. (laughs) Yeah, you did. It's like the whole thing, and I was like, "Oh, okay, Adam. I guess you're going for it." Yeah. All right, cool. Um, um, but yeah, I really, 
I really liked the twist. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, they had to play it safe given the time they were in. Columbine mm-hmm. awful. And and I think they actually co- make some commentary about it on Scream 4. And we can get to that in a minute. But I just just like the they just had to play it safe and i yeah. i completely get it and oh and i acknowledge that in my thing that with you what did, they dealt yeah. with they they had to do that i just would have yeah. extended production um, yeah no i agree with yeah. you i agree that was another thing that you said in that that episode that i really 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 agreed with i think that if they just kind of pushed it back just a little bit, it would have been fine to do it. They originally wanted two months. They went. They went was. to camera. Apparently, I'd have to re-listen to my episode. Two months after the shooting, of Whoa. course, they had to dumb down on violence. Like, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah anything yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I know you said you didn't like this in your episode uh, of of your little rehash Ooh, okay. of Scream Three, but I kind of liked it. I really, I, I just miss Carrie Fisher. So seeing oh, her again yeah, yeah. was was a nice moment for me. I get where you were coming from, though. Yeah. It's like, you know, all right, come on. That's yeah. enough. Well, it's but, a little bit different now that she's gone, too. Of course, it's yeah. nice to see her in the context of now watching it. Of course. Yeah. I love her. She's great. Yeah. But from but, a story and standpoint. It, and she was like, she's like, no, I'm at, I know who you're thinking who I look like, but that's not true. And it's just like, you know, she kind of says that that actress, you know, Carrie Fisher actually slept with George Lucas, which I got a good kick out of. Yeah, because it's just she's making fun of herself. It's the Jay and Um, Silent Bob thing, too. Like, why the hell are they in this movie? It's funny. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, also I kind of was thinking like when I was rewatching it that I was like, is Patrick Dempsey the bad guy? Because he does some sketchy things. He oh, he leaves. He they, they again. It's all there. Even though Kevin Williamson yeah. didn't write this, it's all there. He awkwardly leaves scenes. Like he yeah. again. The red herrings are still there for sure in this. Yeah, but I think yeah. Overall, I didn't. This this movie was. I think they kind of went too much on the on the the funny side, maybe. Which they had. They were literally told to. They, they had, had to. to yeah. yeah. Which I completely get. Yeah. But. Um, speaking of funny, there's, there's another scene that I wanted to mention. I just can't remember which it was. Um, uh, oh, oh, another, um, subtle thing is Sydney is actually wearing the necklace that Derek gave her in screen. She is, yes. Um, which is kind of like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah, cool. It's cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Um, a question for you though. Did, do Sydney and Roman share the same dad too? Or they just share the same mom. It'll be the mom, not the dad. It's just the mom. Well, so there okay. are again, there are subtle hints that Milton is the one that had sex with Marine, and he's the the biological father of Roman. That makes it's, sense. It's it's not said. Obviously, he kills him at the end, but yeah. there have been fan theories that Roman was was or Milton was the would be the father. But no, it's not the same dad. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes a lot more sense. Cause I was unsure about that. Cause that's probably one of the reasons why I kept bringing, you don't say rewind anymore. Cause I was streaming it, but yeah. that's the kind of thing that I, I went back to, to listen to his monologue to see if I missed something. No. Um, but yeah, I would say that the ending, the twist is probably my favorite moment of Ooh. the, of the entire film. Um, also Emily Mortimer is in this film. Yes. She's in the newsroom. Yeah. So topical Sorkin. <laughs> so that was kind of a neat kind of, uh, kind of a neat uh, thing there because I was like, oh, she's in this, which is kind of cool. And she's like super young too. Very young. Which is crazy. Yeah. Oh, God. Here we go. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, so, um, oh god, there's so much to talk about. So I'm, I'm gonna rifle through pros and cons, and then I tuck on a few things a little bit more at length, back and forth, because I I don't want to be the only one talking, because our viewers will stop listening. Um, um, so opening scene, I think is great. Again, outside of, if you like Cotton or not, I think it's great on the phone, he drives back, they kind of pay homage, homage to it in Scream 5. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's great. Cotton puts up a fight, and then he gets, I believe, stabbed in the head, which is pretty badass. But great tense scene. I loved it. And I love that Cotton got killed off because he's a familiar face. He it raises the stakes. Gale would have raised them more, but I like it. It works. Um, final act. I'm with you. Uh, performances, although I wish one of the big three died, they're still great. Dewey gets a little... Uh, so the story is um, Nev Campbell, I think, was still filming Party of Five, so she had less time on set with this one. That's why she seems mm. like she's a little less in it, and they spread out her stuff throughout the first and second act, which I'm fine with. It does; it's not really noticeable. Um, I like the Hollywood setting. I like the Maureen Prescott photos throughout the movie, and like how it again trilogies. The best ones go back to the first one. You relearn something you didn't know was true before. All that's great. Um, I like the history. It's it's very prominent in this movie. Um, the movie wraps up in uh, uh, full circle. Sydney, her arc is complete, which is great. Um, again, I love the ending sequence as a whole. Uh, you can say what you want about Dewey and Gale getting engaged, whatever. Um, but Sydney, <laughs> walking through the door, opening the gates, leaving them open. The music, play, it gets great. Great little arc for her. And the trilogy theme is great. Like I said, I like Randy's mm-hmm. video. I like that they incorporated it. They me- yeah. men- uh, Randy mentions Godfather and Return of the Jedi. Like <clears throat> the main thing with trilogies is you got to go back to the beginning. Something isn't right. You got to you know, and they-, they do it perfectly. Cons: there are a lot. I'm gonna rifle through them. Yeah. Side characters, mainly the actors and actresses, very weak. I- I'm not gonna say absolutely atrocious. Like they're just on level with normal Hollywood or horror movies. Um, it, it does, it does get too silly. Like we said, the two cameos, um, the lack of blood for obvious reasons is very evident in this movie. And that, again, I give that a pass that, cause that, I mean, that's just a respect thing. Um, mm-hmm. all big three surviving, which I already said, uh, the killer killing them in the order that they die in the script is pretty cheesy, whatever nitpick. Um, yeah. the Marine dream sequence as creepy as it was for you, I think is terrible. I don't like it. Very, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have shown Marine in a physical form, uh, haunting her. See, I just, I just cut the scene. I, I, and it's not yeah. terrible. It's just weird. I, I don't want to see. I want Marine to be like it's okay in the archived like video footage of her with Billy's father and all that. That's fine. I, I just the photos and that. That's all I want. I don't want her physically walking. Um, and obviously Gail's haircut. It's one of the worst <laughs> haircuts in the history of of uh of cinema and she makes a comment on it in scream five which was great um (laughs) so got all that out of the way um so yeah i give this movie a c plus but i love it i'm gonna give you a little foreshadowing right now it's not my least favorite even though it has the lowest grade i can understand its shortcomings third movies are very difficult when you have the same director we've seen it time and time again um but i think this movie's a little misunderstood for a couple reasons um one there's a strong theme in these movies about uh, um, um, movies affecting real-life violence. And don't blame the movies. Blame the movies. Don't blame the movies. This one's interesting because it's the movie makers that are behind this whole thing. I like that. I don't like uh, the whole 
Hollywood couch cliche where young women would go to Hollywood and have to sleep with a bunch of men to get roles. I hate that. That's terrible. But it happened. It's a real mm-hmm. thing that's yeah, that sucks. And I like that this Milton guy is kind of the reason for all of this happening. And it gives Roman great motive. So I, I like that element to it. I think it's a little hard to watch now with ironically Harvey Weinstein being like the one that kickstarted the whole Me Too thing and all that. Like he's disgusting and deserves to rot in prison. Terrible human yep. being. But it's a that. real thing that happened. And it's just ironic mm-hmm. that he executive produced these movies. Um, yeah. But I just think it works for this. And a, a lot of people don't really care for it. And then we'll segue to Roman, who this movie deserves a round of applause because so many twists fuck up the movies that come before it. We've seen it time and time again. A stupid twist that makes no sense. Halloween is a great example. Michael Myers is part of a fucking cult. And this whole yeah. time, like, that's so fucking dumb. Like, talk about jumping <laughs> jumping the yeah. shark. This movie yeah. does jump the shark, but I think they do it in a really respectful way where even with Roman's twist, it doesn't affect the original movie. Billy still did what he did. Billy and Stu killed Marine. They went on their own. They made their own movie, like he says. It doesn't affect Scream 1, and no one talks about that. That is awesome. That's good writing. Where you're yeah. able to add this ridiculous twist out of nowhere but it makes sense and it doesn't screw anything up. And it's kind of like making Billy specifically kind of like a puppet. And Mm. that, I mean, it works. Is Roman's performance amazing? No, it could have been better, but it's not bad. And he's got a really good motive. He has every reason to be pissed off at Sydney because she's the star. She's got all the, like, and it's all in his speech, which I um, recreated on my episode, but, (laughs) um, it's great. Like, it's really good. And, and how he explains how it works. So I just think the movie deserves a lot of credit for that, for jumping to the ridiculousness, but keeping it grounded where you don't affect what came before, which I think is brilliant. And it's a good, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't like the twist. I'm like, well, there are worse twists out there. Like, it's, it's, we, we can talk about any franchise. Like it gets so dumb. This, I don't think is that bad. And it's a great final fight. And like, fuck you, Mm -hmm. fuck you. Like, you're going to pay for the life you took from me, Sid. Like, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's good. And, um, yeah, so like I said, this movie, I think, is a little misunderstood. It's a little bit of a... I would consider it the black sheep of the Scream franchise because of how divisive it is. But I I think there's a lot of good stuff in this movie that's just kind of dumbed down by the really dumb stuff. Like we've talked about cheese, dialogue. It's all there. Too much comedy. They pace out Sydney pretty well. And I like that she's a uh, um, a, a crisis counselor or whatever her title is. That's great. And she's in seclusion. She totally would be. And Dewey calls yeah. her, don't come here. Don't come here. And then she comes here on her own. No man is going to tell me what to do. I'm coming here. I'm going to fucking finish this. Like, that's mm-hmm. badass. That's great. It is, yeah. They did a good yeah. job, even though they didn't have her on set that much, really spacing her out to still keep her as a protagonist. And even though I moved the production of um, like Stu's house and all that to my climax, which I liked a little bit better. I still like that they incorporate that Sydney gets to go back in the house. She has flashbacks. There's lots of callbacks to the original movie. So I give scream three, a plus a C plus it's not perfect. It has a lot of problems, but I think there's a lot of fun to be had with it. It still stays true to the scream franchise. And if you are telling me that Scream 3 is the worst movie in this franchise, I'll just look at and say, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> if that, if it's, <laughs> if it's yeah. the worst movie. So I'm done with Scream 3. Do you have anything else to say about it before we move on? 
I do want to say that the the reason why I don't like um, Dewey and Gail's little proposal at the ending is because the I would have appreciated it more if they didn't say the this line, which is, I know it'll never work. Oh, yeah. You know it'll never work. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great mindset to get married. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's not going to work, but we should just still spend all the money to get, you know, married and have this nice wedding and all this fun stuff. Well, he does have a good um, little line at the end where he says, like, maybe maybe this will prove that we're wrong. Because I think at the beginning yeah. of the scene, he says to Gail, we're not always right. I mean, you think you do, or you think you are, yeah. and they laugh about it. So I, I, I'm with you. It's a weird line. That's not how, I mean, I've proposed yeah. to my uh, my wife. Like, that's not what you want to say. Like, but I do like that he puts it in her book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. It's a little, yeah. little callback. I like that. It's cheesy, but it's like this fucking book has got us so much fucking trouble. Um, yeah. and he, and he cuts a hole in it. It's like, fuck this book. This is what really matters. This engagement to you. This is real. The book is not real. Wow. I didn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. It's amazing. The, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Um, the, the, <laughs> the other thing is that this is a little bit cheesy. Um, and a little on the nose is when the, the Sydney leaves the door open yeah, yeah. at the end. And I'm like, that's a good way to let it draft in. Yeah. Um, I like my like, ending better. <laughs> yeah the, the, just leave that like i get it is she's like it's the it's ending symbolic. of the trilogy yeah. she's fine now she's okay she doesn't have to lock the door and put the code in and all that stuff but i'm like it's a little on the nose for sure um you were fine with like, the, with the door like her not putting the code in you certainly yeah. you nailed it out of the park we understand it that was just an additional yeah. step too far i get you yeah, but you. it's but no ultimately i agree with everything you said adam i think that it's well, like, well, it's hard for me to find my least favorite Scream movie because they're all they're all fine. Yeah, like there there's not one that's terrible. Yeah, I just I yeah, it's it's hard for me to say which is my least favorite Scream. But ultimately, with my grading, I think this one's probably my least favorite. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I, I don't judge you. Like I said, I, I it makes sense. I have no argument to it. Has like I said, has the lowest Rotten Tomato score. Um, mm the consensus is it's it's the it's everyone's least favorite that's i totally get it um Mm -hmm. so now we're jumping 11 years to scream four and Wes craven comes back which is shocking he directs four movies um so yeah let's just jump right into it scream four pros cons what'd you like what you didn't like i i really like so this was the first scream movie that i saw in the movie theater and i remember i remember watching it in the theater and i remember liking it and uh, I kind of liked the beginning where it was like a movie within a movie. Like I kind of enjoyed the whole like breaking of the fourth wall mm-hmm. at that point. Um, I, I kind of really, really like, I, I just really liked the beginning. I thought it was kind of a nice start off to the film. But that's the thing is that like uh, another thing about these screen movies that I feel like Wes waited for a specific moment in time to do this because of the evolution of where horror was at this point um and how he can kind of you know comment on mm-hmm. how horror was in 2011 and horror was in this weird thing in 2011 where it was you know kind of like gore porn where it wasn't like there wasn't really a lot of substance yeah in in horror films um correct me if i'm wrong but that's how i felt about it um i just there's a lot of references to the original one, like what the one being where the boyfriend's inside the bedroom, 
with uh, with Emma Roberts. Um, I like how they're kind of throwing you off with who the killer might be with Judy, like Officer Judy, and how she was that one scene where she's standing near the stairs and it's like really dim and she's kind of being real creepy. Yeah, I like that scene. Um, I thought that was kind of a, an interesting thing. Um, the two cops, um, I really like Adam Brody um, as an actor. I think he's I think he's pretty underrated. I said, yeah, in my notes, I said small role, but I don't care. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> Fuck it. I don't the, care. It, yeah, but the one thing about those two cops is that I found it a little sketch how, um, I'm not sure the actor's name. Anthony Anderson. Um, yeah, Anthony Anderson. He was the, the one uh, the one friend pulls up into the house next door and he's like, oh, she could live next door to me any day. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, like, she's, she's like 18. So, like, what are you doing? <laughs> um and like so that's bad. just you know it's just one of those moments where i was just like okay who wrote that um i also i want to because you're a jim carrey fan i want to see if you got this vibe too the the allison brie death scene reminds me of cable guy um if you've ever have you you've seen cable guy right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when he, the dream With sequence Bar, in cable right? guy when he's in the, yeah. <laughs> the parking garage <laughs> and he's like he's like if you build it they will come. Yeah, and all the car yeah. alarms go off. Yeah. I just uh, the first thing I thought when Allison Brie kind of walks into the parking garage was that I just thought of that line immediately. Um, that was just a little moment because I just watched it last night, yeah. so it's it's fresh in my mind. Um, and I like how they kind of talk about not just how you know kind of gore it films, but also like all the films at this point were remakes. All like new horror films were remakes, which is kind of kind of interesting given the fact that this isn't a remake but it is a sequel to i'm glad you brought that up i have something to say about that i i i, um, I won't cut you off now but i'm we're yeah. gonna come back to that it's it's pretty meta for sure and they actually yeah. talk about meta quote unquote yeah um the i'm not a fan of the the uh the motives though um of the killers Ooh. uh i i don't interesting i, I kind of I'm, I'm maybe i'm just mad at myself because when i first saw it i didn't see it coming where it's just like <laughs> um Damn I just, it. <laughs> yeah i was like okay why that's so obvious why didn't i just see that and i think i think i have that same vibe with um with the other screen movies too except for three um i'm just like why didn't i see this coming yeah. like i'm really disappointed in myself but there was one moment that I laughed out loud at, and and that's near the ending when Emma Roberts is making herself look like she's been I hate you know, it tossed around a little bit. I hate it. I thought it was so well. I like it just not because I think it's a great choice. The slow but I think motion it's shot of her jumping backwards into the coffee. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's like they're kind of ridiculous. Where you're just, like for me, that I was just like, oh my god, and I just start laughing. Right. Yeah. Um. Like ironically, I found that really funny. And classic always ends with a gunshot. You know, somebody shoots the bad guy. That's the ending. That's the end of them. Um, but the one thing that I really wanted to uh, make a point of is at the ending, because this is something um, that I feel like was done on purpose, was how it ends with essentially Jill getting what she wanted. Mm -hmm. She wanted the, the, the attention. She wanted the fame, and she actually got it. Because at the end, you can see how the, the camera is like panning through all these different newscasters. Yeah. And they're talking, they're mentioning her by name. And I find that at that point, maybe if I'm remembering that time, 
that's when we were kind of like we shouldn't be all these like mass killings we shouldn't be talking about we shouldn't be talking about the killers we should be talking about the victims 100 percent, right and i find that that is a hundred percent true and i find that that moment is is quite a um quite an interesting commentary but like there's there's some things that i didn't really like about this film number one i didn't really like the whole i mean i kind of snickered at it but like the whole if you know pretty much to survive horror movies you need to be gay oh that that line did not age well when he when the one guy dies he's like whoa hold on on. yeah i'm gay gay. yeah like (laughs) not like so bad i i i snickered at it but it's just like okay like you don't really need to make that it's just a joke that didn't age well i imagine when i was 19 watching this i was like that's great (laughs) but like (laughs) yeah um but you know as an adult and like knowing what i know now it's not really a funny joke anymore um but yeah like that that's pretty much the the long short of my notes my notes for scream 4 weren't that long it's fine i gave it a b plus um like i don't really have much much more to say about it um i will say yeah i even made a note of it like um and i mentioned it i didn't really see who the killers were at the beginning like with um uh culkin I'm not sure his yeah. first name, but Rory I, I didn't see that coming. Rory, yes, thank you. Um, I was shocked when I first saw that with him being the killer. I didn't know that he would have been, which is um, which is really interesting. And I didn't really like his motive either of how he kills Hayden Panettiere. He's you no, know, he's just sexually frustrated, and then he kills her because he's sexually frustrated. Yeah, I was just like, okay, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, ultimately, I gave it a B plus because I just had fun watching it um it's 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 fine it's not my favorite but it's it's good enough (laughs) i want that review on the front cover of the movie from from cam (laughs) it's good enough it's good enough (laughs) um so i give it a b minus um i mean i'd go because it's the same grade i gave scream 2 i'd go back and forth on these scream 2 has like the nostalgia and like the original you know the two and this one surprised me I, I mean i didn't love it in the theater i liked it more a second viewing um so i got things to comment on that you already mentioned so again i'm just gonna follow the same formula here i'm gonna run through pros and cons um i really like most of the new characters specifically kirby and charlie kirby was an mm. awesome character she was good to look at too um but <laughs> um I, I loved her character again she's strong she knows the horror genre She's got good sequences throughout the movie, and I don't like... I mean, it's now revealed in Scream 5 that she survived because um, you don't actually see her die, but I don't like the way they ended her character. I think she deserved better. Um, mm-hmm. I, liked, I, I liked the killer reveals. I didn't love them. I liked them mm-hmm. because I do like where it goes with Jill, like you already mentioned about the ending, and mm-hmm. Charlie just seems like the right-hand man. So again, it was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad um gail was surprisingly good in this movie even though in my opinion or my thing she died in the movie movie previous but i like that Mm. she kind of was searching to reclaim her glory uh dewey doesn't want her helping and she's kind of doing her own investigative work it was nice to see her not worrying about a freaking book and i'm making money she was doing real journalism and figuring Mm -hmm. you know i like that i thought it was good um, mm-hmm. even though I don't like that they're all still alive uh, and none of them died again, they all served a purpose again in this movie. So I'm like, okay, Sydney was as badass as ever. 
Um, and now she's yeah. an adult. She's mature. I mean, it, it worked great. Sydney's just fucking awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And I loved the Stabathon. I thought that was really good. Did they all get together <laughs> yeah. in that part? That, I would have liked more. I would have liked – I don't know how it would have worked. It wouldn't have. But just a bigger uh, event happening at the second in the second act. Because you couldn't have ended the movie there. But I thought that was really no. cool. Uh, negatives. Um, so the hospital ending overstays its welcome. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite fit. I w- I'd be curious to see if you could work the same thing at the house. Because Dewey doesn't even get to the house. I would have moved mm-hmm. everything there somehow. Gail didn't have to be there. She could have still been in the hospital. It just it seemed like the ending and then another ending. Um, but yeah. but still have the payoff and the ending that we had, like the last shot. You could still do all that. Um, Emma Roberts' performance, I'm lukewarm on. It gets so cheesy and campy at the end. I don't buy her. When she's like... Mm-hmm move your skinny skinny legs or whatever and like she's not intimidating to me at all i'm sorry she's got some good scenes but she's also got some really bad ones i hate the sequence when she's stabbing herself and all like it's just (laughs) it just it doesn't work but i i don't mind her motive whatever Mm. i mean anyone that also complains about roman coming out of nowhere like fuck that like now maureen has a sister and now sydney has a cousin like this these are horror movies accept it. it like it doesn't yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, 100%. The look of the film was very weird. Uh, it was very yes. bright. Yes. It was weird. I want I One thing that I missed, it, it felt to me that it was almost out of focus. Oh, in some okay. Scenes. Yeah, no, and I'm it, like, it had a weird look to it. It was very tingy and light, bright. Like, there were some dark scenes, yeah. obviously, but, like, the ending scene was so bright. Um, yeah. The hospital was in okay. Blue. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it was just weird look. Weird colors. Weird colors. I agree with you 100% there. Um, I like the idea of the opening. I don't like the execution of it. I hate the double whammy of a movie within a movie within a movie. Um, mm. And the, the opening scene is my least favorite of the five movies. It wasn't tense. I didn't care about it. And again, I'm going to comment more on this on, in Scream 5. Roger Jackson, I believe that's his name. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Roger. But the voice of Ghostface who did them in all of them. I don't like his voice in this. It's weird. I don't know. It doesn't really? sound... It doesn't sound it's it's fine, but when I rewatch Scream Five this one, I'm like, that's good. I like that. There was just something mm-hmm. about I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he did it in all five movies. Um, Kirby shouldn't have died. I already mentioned that one of the big three yeah. needed to die in this movie, and they, they again all survived. Um, mm-hmm. And okay, so I want to start with this. So you brought up earlier the whole um, uh, what the time this movie was made. It kind of has the remake theme in it. Um, obviously they reference Kirby's amazing monologue where she rifles off all the remakes that have been made the last fucking 10 years, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. all great, but like you said, this is not a remake. This is a sequel. And mm-hmm. it, if you're going for the remake, um, theme, you need to make it a few years earlier because it was dead at this point. Like I think Nightmare on Elm Street was the last big, big remake. And then they just kind of died from there. And this was 2011, mm-hmm. obviously, but it just was a little wishy-washy for me with, with what they were going. All the stuff they were saying made sense. I would have went the route of, um, like, Carnage Candy, like you were saying, like, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, like, hmm. Gore a, porn? Yeah, that's it. Gore porn. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I like that because that was totally relevant at the time. And um, mm-hmm. so that was a little, a little wishy-washy. So, um, 
I, I, I was surprised with this movie. Again, this was Kel Kevin Williamson's return, even though Aaron Kruger, who did do Scream 3, uh, the writer, uh, he did have apparently rewrites on this as well, which Kevin Williamson was frustrated about. Um, but mm. it's back to form. It has really good scenes. Um, uh, the dialogue is good. There's Again, it's... I give it a little bit better of a grade than Scream 3 because I think it's a better movie overall. But... Um, it, it just it could have been really bad and it wasn't <laughs> again like you said yeah it, it was just fine like it, it, it was a it was good, good entry to this there are <laughs> yeah. weird sequences again like i said the opening and closing is a really downer for me if you would have if i would have liked them more this would have went right up to a b plus um uh well maybe not a b plus because it's still not as good of scream uh, as the mm -hmm. first one but it worked and i love um i love most of the characters again you have the boyfriend you have lots of red herrings who's it gonna be and the twist again it works i understand her again it's kind of the same thing as roman she wants to get glory and she wants to fucking kill sydney but again it's like this has the same issues with every horror movie if you want to kill someone rip their head off stab them in the head shoot him in the head <laughs> and mm -hmm. you know pull an h2o like you just decapitate them and make sure it's the right person under the mask yeah exactly <laughs> um, i was about to say yeah that. so that's that's uh, what i got for scream 4 do you have anything else to say or do you want to get to the the big daddy the new well, one let's on the get block? to the big daddy i think i'm uh i, I well actually to dewey and uh, gail um i think that i think their their relationship in this one is probably my favorite out of all of them oh it's good like i said actually... i liked i liked gail trying wanting to be a team and then dewey kind of brushes her off and then he has a nice arc where he says it's you and me now i like that works yeah again for how yeah. much i've complained about them all being alive it's almost ironic that i also like what they do because it, it works for whatever reason yeah. like, they're no. not just doing yeah. nothing oh 100 yeah 100 Okay, so Scream 2022, we both saw in the theater, and we were both joking about this Ooh, before. Yeah. So the theaters in Ontario were closed um, for the beginning of January. I forget when they opened. And you and I both went and saw this within two days of the theaters reopening in, uh, mm -hmm. in Ontario. So take it away. What were your thoughts? And uh, actually, let's both quickly start with grades. Um, uh, okay. And then you go ahead. I gave it, again, a B-. minus. <laughs> Oh, I gave it a B minus too. Yeah, well, there you go. Take it away. Yeah. Uh, I think the one thing that I really want to point out is um, the actress, the Jenna Ortega. Um, she was very good. I wasn't expecting to like um, someone as much as I did. Like when it just came to performance, I thought she did extremely well. And I hadn't seen her in anything. I know she's done a whole bunch of stuff, I think, for Netflix. And yeah. I think I've seen her on a couple of things on Crave. But... Um, I think she's. I think she was fantastic. I and agree. good news, she actually. She actually looks like a high schooler. Yes. Um. The the other students didn't feel like high schoolers to me. Um. They just looked too. I mean, that's just nitpicky. That's just me being nitpicky. I think. Um. I think she did great. But my notes are kind of all over the place because I wasn't able to watch it again. And uh, so I was kind of just going back from what I remember. So my notes are just... Well, how, how, okay, right. for this one, do you want me to go first then and change it up for the yeah, last one? Yeah, you go first. You go first. And then maybe yeah, it'll jog first. your memory for some other things. Again, I'll be quick. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched yeah. it this morning. I liked it probably just a little bit more on the second viewing. Um, mm -hmm. So again, pros. Uh, the new characters were good. I like both sisters. I think they're both great. 
um, I liked the killer reveals and motivations a lot because now I'm listening to a lot of YouTubers and a lot of people out there. And I like that they tackle fandom in this movie. The whole requel theme is outside of the first movie, probably the best like meta approach in one of these movies. Cause it's so real. And they reference, they reference star Wars in this about how mm-hmm. bad fandom is and about what they're doing. And they, and my, one of my favorite lines is when she says, you're doing Halloween. You got it. You can't do it without Jamie Lee. And I'm like, <laughs> it's so yeah. true. And like, they're like the scene at, uh, Randy's, uh, sister's place who came back from scream three. I thought that was a good callback. Uh, to Randy's mm-hmm. sister, uh, Martha Meeks, I believe, um, mm-hmm. is that um, y- y- sequels don't work anymore, remakes don't work anymore. So you got this thing where you got to add new characters, but you got to bring back the like, le- and then they the, the legacy characters, and then they cut to Dewey, who's just sitting there. It's like mm-hmm. this is so good. <laughs> like it's 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 perfect. Like in regards to yeah. that, um, Dewey's performance, who we gave a nice tribute to at the beginning of this, was awesome even though i think he probably should have been dead by this point but he's here mm-hmm. and he serves a purpose and then he ultimately dies um but his mm-hmm. performance is great he did something new with the character which i liked uh he's kind of the Absolutely. new randy character and he's kind of you know he's the og obviously um Man. the opening scene was back to form i loved it i love that they break the formula that she survives which was awesome mm-hmm. but i like i was saying this to my wife that they're incorporating Cell phones, uh, find my iPhone, sending videos, uh, the alarm system on the phones. Like they did a great job of modernizing this movie and making it make sense. They still have the landline. People still have landlines, but they're calling Mm -hmm. on both, um, phones. And, um, this might be something we disagree on. I'm not sure, but I'll leave you with this and you can stew on it. Uh, no mm-hmm. pun intended. I, <laughs> yeah, Stu. No, no. I'm, I'm, a, I'm glad Stu was not the killer. I, the pe- people love Stu and wanted him to come back. I'm so glad. Like, he's dead. He, a TV fell on his head. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the Billy Loomis, um, whatever you call it, the hallucinations, whatever, angel on her shoulder or devil on her shoulder, whatever. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought the de-aging was pretty solid. Yeah. They should have stayed away from close-ups. They needed to stay a little bit back, but I thought it was a really good job. He did a great, great performance for his few scenes. Um, and there's a little thing I would have changed that I'll get to after you talk that I think would have made it better. Um, but I liked it. Cons, they killed the wrong legacy character. Dewey mm. should have survived. He was your strong character. It was heartbreaking to see him go. Again, Gale should have died in this movie. And it would have been so much better. Um, mm-hmm. it needed a little bit more Sydney. I like that she took the back seat in this. I would have wanted two, maybe two more scenes of her. Um, she just felt a little back seat. I think we got a little bit more Gale than we did of Sydney, which I disagree with. Um, but fine, it was still good. She had some great moments in it. Um, I hated the killer catching fire. I thought that was a little ridiculous, but it was cool to see. <laughs> that, that was ridiculous. Um, yeah. and the wrong killer killed dewey if you're going the direction of dewey dying i'm sorry and this is not a knock on male versus female it's just a continuity error Ghostface is obviously taller than amber would have been it should have been the other killer i'm drawing a blank on his name but uh, jack quaid um this, mm-hmm. the the real the main killer it should have been him because i'm sorry how you present amber in this movie i don't think she'd be able to lift dewey up it just the it didn't make sense and you have a great line where she says, I, I'm paraphrasing, but like, it's an honor 
to be the one to finally kill. And I love that they like Dewey's been stabbed so many fucking times in this franchise that they just fucking rip his guts. Like he's dead. Like he's not coming back yeah. from this. And they do a cute, cute little foreshadow at the beginning where he says, I've been stabbed nine times. And it's when I watch the second time, I'm like, Oh, you only have nine lives. I get, it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, um, um yeah so wrong killer just i would have ha- reworked the script to have it um to to have the again i'm drawing a blank on his name but jack quaid um mm-hmm. the plot conveniences again the hospital's empty even though she's on a private floor they say in the movie we'll put you to a private uh, floor it's hospitals are not that dead <laughs> and nope. i wanted the film to get back to form uh to break the formula a little bit more uh, I thought they were going to do more with the opening scene that she survives, but again, it goes back into the, the stuff we've seen again and again and again and again. It was fine. Again, totally not terrible, but not amazing. I just thought they could have pushed the boundaries a little bit more. And I, sorry, I forgot a pro that I wanted to end on, and then we'll, this will be a perfect segue to hear what you have to say. Um, mm-hmm. The winks and nods. And Easter eggs are perfect. I love when movies get it right. Sometimes they do too much fan service. Yeah. Halloween 2018 yeah. was overblown with fucking callbacks to every fucking movie that apparently don't exist. <laughs> um, yeah. This was great, and they're subtle. One of my favorites was Tatum's ashes on the uh, whatever the shelf or whatever, like in Dewey's um, uh, trailer. Like again, you don't mm. focus on it. It's just oh, that's nice. We everyone forgets that Tatum and uh, and him were brother and sister. Um, the bangs was great. Gail says on her um, her uh, broadcast that uh, mm-hmm. I forget her line, but it's like if, I, if you ever see me with bangs like that again, I'm gonna need an intervention, which I thought was great. <laughs> um yeah the west thing was done beautifully name a character west he dies and then you have the tribute for him you know here's the west uh their last names are carpenter which is cool but my favorite mm-hmm. one which was so subtle and i don't know if you picked up on it but in the hospital she's watching dawson's creek first of all written by kevin williamson the original writer of scream scream 2 scream 4 and it's the episode of dawson's creek uh where they're parodying scream and one of the actors in that episode is Scott Foley, who played Roman. <laughs> and oh. you see him quickly in one shot. And it, it, it's so subtle. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's, and again, I'm like, that's really cool. Again, for how much I like Scream 3. Because that's a con. Mm-hmm. Also, and I'm going to get to it after you talk, but they could have incorporated Scream 3 a little bit more, which I think would have made this better. But just all, all really good Easter eggs. Um, they also do in the YouTube clip, it says survivor from scream four. It didn't say scream four, obviously, but it shows uh, Hayden Panettiere Kirby that she survived. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it would have worked, but I would have been interested to see her come back in this movie in like one scene. But anyways, mm-hmm. I have a few things to say after you go, but I want to take a break. Talk about scream. Well, the, I, I really like well pretty much everything you said I really oh great we agree uh, I, I agree with <laughs> so yeah we don't have to talk about anything um but the 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 ashes though I didn't pick I didn't yeah, it's pick a, that it, up, I think I it says think. Tatum on the box it's right beside the photo oh, of him and Gail interesting yeah. I didn't even pick that up yeah, yeah I I would have I would have missed that but yeah I picked up the carpenter reference yeah. um and a couple of other little references um I. The one thing that I did have a, uh, I, I, I just, I really liked this film over, overall. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, I agree with you, like the Amber 
you know, being super strong and being able to just like ruin Dewey is like a whole, a whole other thing. But the, the one thing that I wish they did is I agree with you. They should have killed Gale. Um, I think it would have been interesting if they killed both of them. Uh, I would have been open to that. Uh, I would have been open to that. Yeah. I, I think if, if Gale. One at the beginning Dewey and one died, at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, they're now together and you know death i guess um <laughs> but you know they're finally together and they're, they can finally be at peace or whatever how, however you look at it but i think that that would have been touching in kind of a weird dark way yeah. but still touching regardless my favorite scene in the film is when they're talking about the requels yes in the living room that scene is so that's good. youtube worthy like youtubing just that scene it's so yeah. fucking and the girl so good. i don't know her name i wish i googled it but she is awesome she's the sister like there's the, the brother. twin yeah the yeah. daughter of randy's sister she kills she it. she is yeah, she's so good. She's a um I I don't know her name either, but I'm googling it while you talk. She deserves her name yeah. to be mentioned. She is in Yellow Jackets and she's fantastic. <gasps> she is in Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's also in uh, she's also in uh, Spider-Man if you played the Miles Morales game. She plays oh, okay. Miles' best friend. Um that's where I first saw her. She was uh, because they just use mocap for video games now, right? So it was pretty much her. Um yeah, I really, really liked that scene. I thought it was really cool. One thing that I will say is that my older brother hated this movie. Oh. Like, for real hated it. And I I got offended that he, he hated it. Oh, sorry, I before said, you continue, Jasmine yeah. Savoy Brown, I don't know if I pronounced Ooh. that incorrectly. I'll just say Jasmine Brown, just to be safe. Yeah. Fantastic. Great performance. Continue. Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my brother texted me right after he saw it. And he was like, oh, that was trash, man. That was absolute trash. And I'm like, dude, you suck. <laughs> like that. Um, I'm like, that's a huge bummer because I thought you would like it. I agree with you with um, the Amber's Amber's death. Uh, oh, I the thought fire Amber's was ridiculous. Was, yeah, I thought it was kind of sick, though. Because I was like, it's okay, cool. It's cool. Just... Yeah, like she's getting set on fire and she like runs at them. It's It's fine. Like after she's been set on fire, I was like, okay, cool. Um, I love the little, um, the little moment. It's only like a two minute moment where you think it could be the little sister that's been killing people. I thought that I was great, and that, that they should they don't show if she cuts the uh, the tape off or not. I thought yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was a nice moment. That was kind of a cool little uh, trick there. I really liked that. I was able to point out the one thing that I didn't like is that I was able to point out who the killer was, or at least one of them, um, in the hospital scene when. Um, jack quaid meets amber they they have that they share this eye contact with each yes, other yes i noticed that the second and, time i watched it and i'm like okay they've met yeah and, then and I'm when like, she right. she would be in ghost face when uh in, in the in the costume she, when she confronts um jack quaid's character um she just cuts cuts him a little bit and pushes him it's like she, she could have killed yeah. him and she didn't yeah yeah, yeah so i was kind of like okay so that's I was able to point out that Jack Quaid's character was the killer yeah. at that point. Not necessarily. I wasn't hundred percent on Amber because she wasn't really in the film, which you could argue that that works in the favor that she's not in all these scenes, except when she's ghost face. Yeah. But like I, yeah, I was able to point that out and I was kind of bummed because I thought they would be a little bit more subtle with that because they usually are in the other films. Yeah. So, cause in the other films, that's what I loved. I wasn't able to pin out. I wasn't able to pinpoint who the killer was. Um, 
But uh, the one thing that I really loved is, like I said about uh, Scream 4, is that they made this and they made all the references to, like, elevated horror. Um, like when uh, Jenna Ortega's character is on the phone with um, Ghostface and she's like, what's her favorite scary movie? And uh, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. of course, but she says, oh, it's hereditary. Like, oh. horror films are so much better than what they used to be. And not that I agree with that, because hereditary has a specific audience. For sure. But it's that it's that that fandom of slasher movies versus like elevated horror or like, you know, high concept horror. And it's incorporating it's everything, not... which is great. Yeah. Whether you like yeah. it or not, I... it's, it's just giving it a mention in this movie, which is great. It's just, it's yeah. respect. Yeah. It's just horror, yeah. right? It's just, there's different, there's different ways that horror can be portrayed. And I, I like those films just as much as I like, say the conjuring or even scream. Like, you know, I know scream is a slasher film, but I enjoy it for what it is. I do really like Billy, so I agree with you on that. I I really liked how um, Billy was incorporated in the film. I will say that I was really bummed because right before I saw it, Scream spoiled it for me. The Scream Facebook page spoiled it for me. And I was scrolling down Facebook and I saw saw a picture of Billy and I was like, oh, come on. Well, everyone was, was like, expecting Stu, right? Everyone was expecting yeah. Stu to be in this for some reason. I, yeah. I Which, don't understand that at all. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that 100%. But yeah, like like you said, Stu got a massive like rear, like rear 90s TV dropped on his head. <laughs> he's not he's not. And he had it. open wounds. He would have died eventually from <laughs> yeah. bleeding out. Yeah, but I will say like back to Scream 1, the way that he dies is pretty extravagant. Oh, it's like, great. If you drop a TV on somebody, it, it wouldn't spark up like that. It would just be... <laughs> um but the but yeah i i really like billy i like him it has he's kind of like an anti-hero i guess in this he's like uh you know like you said the the angel and devil on yeah. on well on that's just okay, this is perfect i'm gonna jump in here i don't mean to cut you off but i just I, no go ahead imagine this i i don't i didn't want a full-on scream three like callback and all this stuff but i think that I, I i'm drawing a blank on her name but the main the main sister not ortega but the other one her and Sydney could have had a really good bonding moment if she would have, if Sydney would have um, referenced what happened uh, in her discovery in Scream Three about how Billy was manipulated. Because the two of them have a lot in common, where they both have um, like this kinship with with family members that they, they learned all this stuff later on. Like she read about it in her mom's diary, and then Sydney obviously found out. And it would have given Billy a little bit of a sympathetic approach because again, and they're just kind of going that he's the big baddie and he's behind everything. Yeah. But if they would have had a moment saying, you know what? Not everyone is exactly what you think. And just, you know, Billy was manipulated by my brother (laughs) and I don't know how you would have written the scene, but it just would have given, um, it would have given this whole angel devil thing on her shoulder a little bit more meaning. And you could have had a little bit more where it's like, you know what? I don't even know my dad. This whole time, it's like, my father is this serial killer who killed all these people? Well, no. Your father is a serial killer that killed a bunch of people, but he was also manipulated, and he was lost because of what happened with his family because of my family. Mm-hmm. And I just think her yeah. and Sydney could have had a really good scene, and that would have been a really good nod to Scream 3 again because of what I've said. The twist works, and it actually enhances the movie. Carry on. Oh. I oh no that that is an, uh, that's a great point Adam I think I I agree with you I think that would have been kind of like a cool thing but would have I uh, like 
would I have as a viewer who hadn't seen Scream in a, in a long time pick that up? That's probably no. That that's again. You go, there are little subtle nods throughout that you have to yeah. have seen. Like th- this movie totally works. If you had never seen Scream one through four, you could probably go enjoy this movie. Then you get Screamheads mm-hmm. like us that pick up on all like the little reference and stuff. But as a whole, it's a good solid movie, and they re- they reference everything. They reference again Child's Play, Star Wars. Um, Black Christmas, yeah. which is good because you had all these remakes come out before this that didn't do mm-hmm. well. What did yeah. well? Halloween 2018. It made fucking $200 million at the box office. Why? They came back. Carpenter came back. Jamie Lee Curtis came back. Nick Castle came yeah. back. So I, it just <laughs> yeah. it worked. This, this is, it did better than what Scream 4 did. I think this movie was made at the perfect time. And it just because inco- this is where horror is. Everyone wants Nightmare Elm Street. Everyone wants Robert Englund to come back as Freddy. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants fucking yeah. Jason to come back, and they're dealing with all their stupid right shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. they want all these people to come back because you're at this weird. And I, I thought there was a really good line in this. Jack Quaid says, uh, I, "I'm paraphrasing, but you'll thank me, Gen Z or whatever," referencing their generation, <laughs> yeah. where it's like this uh, generation Z or Z is weird because you either you like all this new stuff but there's a lot of nostalgia for all this old stuff that's and, and Halloween yeah. 2018 is the best example cuz that movie could have bombed and people went to see it so i think Scream 2022 was made perfectly and it incorporates a new generation and it also is a great fan service film for all the lovers of the original trilogy yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, uh, yeah, I, I ultimately agree with you. I think that they, uh, that that's a good point. I do want to, I do want to say that the credit song in this was a banger. <laughs> it's been, it's been stuck in my head for like three weeks. They also played Red. Uh, I don't know what the name of the song is, but Red Right Hand. That song. Yeah, the- that's what it's called. That's what the song's called. Oh, okay. And it's it's called Red Right Hand, and it's by the uh, Nick Cage. That played in the credits. No. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I, I thought the, the sequence when they kill the one guy outside the bar. I thought was great. Yeah, they play. Oh, yeah, that's a great. Yeah. That's a good scene. Yeah. Because I thought he would have. Um, I didn't even make a note of that. That's a great scene because I didn't. I thought he would have had a bigger role. That actor yeah. or that character. I thought he would have been in it throughout the entire film. But yeah, he just he's like quick the red first, herring. He's like the first one Could to be die him. Almost, no, right? it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he, he gets killed by his own. Or, how does he die again? They, uh, the, do they uh, run him over? No, he just he gets stabbed somewhere on the neck or whatever. Oh, and he, then he gets falls. a slit. Yeah. yeah. Right. I remember. It's, the scene is um, totally edited to the music. So they just kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. I really liked Scream. Uh, Scream 5. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun once it once it comes out on Blu-ray, I might have to buy the whole collection. Yeah, an opening scene too. I love that they re- like when she's on the phone when she when uh, they were talking. I'm like, oh my god, Google, Google, you got to incorporate her googling something to answer yeah, these questions. Yeah. And they did it, and they pulled up yeah. all the same like the IMDb of all the original actors that played in in Scream. Like this is awesome. Like that's yeah. what that's what someone in that generation would do. She was so like yeah. snooty and smart and kind of like a badass where she's like you know, similar to Drew Barrymore, but Drew Barrymore didn't have the technology that she had. And both scenes, if you watch them side by side would contrast so well together just for different yeah. generations where she's like, she totally oh, yeah, turns so to Google yeah. and she's like, uh, the, the, the chick from the, the, the weather network or whatever she says, the chick from TV. Yeah. And he's like the chick yeah. from TV that won't work. And Gail, Gail fucking <laughs> weathers. That was good. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And I thought a good, the, I, I thought a good twist would have been too. They didn't do it. Obviously, would have been like who um who killed Marine Prescott, and then she's like Billy Loomis, Billy Loomis, and they could work yeah. something out with Roman in it because that's like the big twist of the original ones where or who mm-hmm. who was behind the uh, Marine Prescott killing, and she could say Billy, like oh no, actually Roman orchestrated the whole thing. That just would have been yeah. a cool because I don't think again they tried to avoid Scream Three as best they could. I, I as a Scream Three lover, I felt a little bad because I thought there was some good stuff that they could have did. But yeah. I liked that Martha Meeks was in it and the little Dawson's Creek thing was 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 very mm-hmm. clever. That was a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah I I I really I really want to see Scream again, and it I think it's um, because trying to see if I could find it on like on streaming like on Apple TV or or. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't. It, it's coming out I first on March first, so I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I, I'm curious to hear what you say about rewatching it because um, mm-hmm. it definitely, in my opinion, it definitely holds up. I like the. No, it does. Yeah. It added to the fact that I haven't been to the theater in a while when I went and watched it, but it, it was a really good theater yeah. movie. Um, but just rewatching it in my living room, I'm like, yeah, like this is, this is so. Yeah, no, and like I said, I think that. Uh, we we mentioned this before we started the the directors the radio silence guys like i like i said i think that's so cool how they have like a band name as yeah. their they're like a trio i think they're a trio of directors they did vhs which is a movie that i really like and they did ready um, ready or not right or whatever that oh did they um i'm gonna fact check that while you're talking i think they that was because ready or not's a great movie i had a lot of fun watching let that me one. double check that that has adam brody in it that's fantastic Ready or not, but directors Matt Bettinel, Oplin, and Tyler Gillette, that's them, right? I think so. Okay, I'll, I will confirm that. Do you have anything not else to say about Scream 2022? Other than I think it's a, I think it's a solid film, and whoever can get out to watch it should, if they're if they're Scream fans, even if they're not, if they just want to go see a good, good horror film with a good story, they should they should go and see it. I had a lot of fun watching it because the guy that I saw it with, he he's not really into scream as much as I am. Um, but he had a blast. Like he understood what the film was about and he had a good time. So nice. it's just my brother who didn't, didn't like, <laughs> I could totally see I, this. I, this movie's gotten good critical score and it's made a lot of money too, which is great. It actually made more money mm-hmm. than scream four did. Cause I, again, I don't yeah. think the timing of scream four was, was, was good enough. Um, but yeah. this movie definitely will get a, a broader appeal for sure. And I did confirm mm-hmm. that they did direct ready or not. Um, that's sweet. so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we've taken a lot of time here. We've gone through every movie. So the moment everyone's <laughs> been waiting for, so I want you to go first. Um, now again, I, I'll tell you, so mine is subjective. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. objective. If it was objective, it would go scream three probably. And then I gave three three b minuses so whatever and then scream at the top uh but mine's totally mm-hmm. subjective which ones you know, I, I prefer uh, you give me whatever order you want so i'll go from least favorite to yep. favorite cool. of course so you've got scream three is number five yep. for me um scream scream two is probably four oh, wow um it's not really high up on my list because I think I enjoy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Scream Four up up next. I think I enjoyed enjoyed Scream Four a little bit more, mainly because it's a little bit more modern. Um, and then Scream 
Which one am I on? Uh, number two. So you did Scream number 3, two. Scream 2, so Scream 4. So uh, Scream 4 is my third one. <laughs> it's really confusing. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. And then Scream 2022 is probably a second for me. I just had a lot of fun watching this. Yeah. And then uh, Scream 1 is my is my number okay, one. Okay, so our order is almost identical. There's just one movie <laughs> that shifted and then everything else the okay. same. So my number five is Scream 2. My number okay. four is Scream 4. My number mm-hmm. three is Scream 2022. Scream 5, whatever you want to call it. My number yeah. two is Scream 3. And I, oh, I just, okay. I, I just, I love it. I, I, this, this is strictly if I had all five movies and I, I'd want to watch them in order, obviously. But, um, mm, yeah. in regards to favorite watch, I enjoy Scream Three more than the other ones for nostalgia and obviously like that. But the other ones are clearly mm-hmm. better movies, not by a lot, but just by a little bit. And then number one, obviously, yep. is the first Scream. You can't go wrong. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible, and I think it's because like we we've said this like three times at this point. There's just no. <laughs> There's just there's not a bad one. Yeah, well, right? and, and especially I, and, with horror movies, and I, I'm gonna end yeah. with this because I think there's only one franchise that I can think that the first one is not objectively probably the best slash favorite, and that's Friday the Thirteenth. Because there's a lot of people yeah. that don't like the first one with Pamela. Most horror mm-hmm. franchises, everyone goes back to the first one, and this is no different. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you saying? No, I I was pretty much gonna say the same. Thing. Oh, okay. Well, there, you want to say so. it again? <laughs> absolutely not but it's just like it's interesting because like our orders are of of, like our favorites are very similar and i feel like we're not the only ones in in saying that yeah number one's gonna be the best but like even if like i'm not holding it against you that you think scream two is or sorry scream three is your second because it's i had fun watching it yeah it's got a lot that that movies don't have but like if somebody tells me that Halloween five is their favorite <laughs> Halloween movie, I'm probably going to be angry at them. Uh, right. So just ha- we're fr- uh, J- uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, we're missing one where Jason takes a boat to New York and goes to hell and goes to space. That's what I mean. No one goes to space in this franchise. So that's just an accomplishment alone the fact that because that's usually what you resort to in these movies is that you eventually take your character and that's why i like there's always someone different playing ghostface which is fresh and different i don't buy that jason is still alive and michael is still alive and freddie Mm -hmm. is still and it's like they're great they're iconic i understand that different people perform jason and michael for example but it's like I like this because it's someone different. It's fresh and someone with a different motive. You can say what yeah. you want about the motives, but it's different and it works. And this franchise, I think, is a huge accomplishment. And the directors, Radio Silence of the new movie, excellent job with a tribute yeah. to Wes Craven. Yeah. You didn't try to make a Wes Craven movie. You made your own movie with your own style and your own voice and you paid homage to Wes Craven in many different ways which is great and I'm sure he's whatever he's doing he's he was very happy with with what you guys did because it's very hard and you know also just to end on because there's lots of reboots out there with young filmmakers coming in and taking old properties Creed is a great example for the Rocky franchise a Cobra Kai the Netflix show um it's great when people that love the franchise take over because you can feel the passion. You could tell these guys loved Wes Craven and loved uh, his movies, just like Wes Craven loved John Carpenter. I know the director of Creed loved the Rocky franchise and grew up with it, and he made Creed with love. 
and I just think that's so important and it, it's just great. It was a great movie going experience and I was happy and I'm just blown away that all these movies are solid. Oh yeah. yeah. And to yeah. end on, I think I, I, it's a perfect way to end and go out. I, I don't know if it's scream or not, but cam, I have to ask you, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, you're on the clock. I should have, I should have. Um, it's probably, Ooh, you can't ask me what my favorite movie is, man. Uh, <laughs> no, not favorite. You movie. saw the list I sent you. Favorite horror. Yeah. You saw. Horror. <laughs> um, the <laughs> shoot. Remember, this is uh, gonna be out I'm there gonna, forever. I'm gonna go based. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Ba- I'm gonna be based on how many times I've seen it and how many times that. Like I, I've watched it so many times and it never gets old. It's got to be Christine. Ooh, interesting. That's, good. That's got to be my favorite one. It's it's a, it's up there between Halloween and Christine, but Christine is just. Ugh, I just love the car. Beautiful. Well, I'll keep it uh, in the John Carpenter wheelhouse. I'm going to go with Halloween. Always oh, yeah. has been, always will be. Beauty. Thanks again for joining, Cam. Uh, we uh, we clocked in uh, just around two hours, which is it's a lot of a lot of scream. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap right now, and uh, we'll revisit yeah, this too. later. But uh, thanks again for joining, yeah. and I hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Adam. I appreciate it. No problem. Take care. Hey there. Remember that you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and many other options. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram as The Viewer's Cut. Bye-bye.